What's going on, motherfuckers? Welcome to the Crocs and Hot Pockets podcast. My name is Snackers, and today is Sunday, April fucking 11th, 2020, and this is episode number 144. Tonight on the podcast, Ooh. we have the normal, the usual, the nothing but special middle-aged stream and Bishop GP. What's going on, Jimmy? Yo, what's crack-a-lackin'? I see you're live from the Cult Cave, also known as the basement of uh, your local Jehovah's Witness church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling um, Bish that uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, it's a bingo parlor, so we have to clean up all of our stuff and move it out. Mm. So we usually, and then we just never, we didn't have a, a, a meeting after the last Thursday, so we just hadn't put everything back yet. That's fair. And we, 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 sorry. There has been so many sirens that have been going by our, our house as of late. It's been fucking annoying. Anyway, Bishop, how are you doing, sir? Dude, I'm doing good, man. Speaking of sirens, I live really close. I think I've talked about this before, but we live really close to a uh, ambulance dispatch uh, building that I found about recent or found out about recently. And literally every like 40 minutes, there's a siren that goes oh, past God. but this well, building's pretty decent pretty well uh insulated so I, I you hear them but i don't think it ever gets picked up in the mic uh what, what was the name of the the vehicle a mercedes <laughs> you're not gonna say it are you ambulance ambulance okay. what did okay. i say ambulance did uh, I, I say thought, ambulance i thought you said ambulance or was it like ambulance, ambulance. Probably, you know what i found out I was playing uh, Hell at Loose recently, right? Which is like a big battle or a kind of like Battlefield World War II simulator game. And uh, I pull out my bifocals, okay? And I call them binoculars. I've called them binoculars my entire life. Binoculars no or binoculars. bra? I call them binoculars. Binoculars. Okay. And it's binoculars. And I didn't know that. So I feel like there's a bunch of words. I might actually be an idiot. Like I, I might actually have like uh, uh, verbally the lowest IQ of anyone on this podcast. So there's been a lot of words that I've noticed over the course of the podcast that I've I've seen you mispronounce. It's it's yeah. not like you're not pronouncing like documentary like yeah, yeah. Dick Mentardery, right? Like you're <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. you're it's documentary. Documentary. It's like one syllable or one letter will just be off just enough yeah. to where I question it when you say it. And then right. so I get you to repeat it. Um obviously the commercial was yeah, probably yeah, the yeah. best of all time. Um <laughs> but it's actually funny you say that because every time I go to say binoculars, yeah. I I str- I stumble I'm like, uh, but by, by not Binoc- binoculars, by, binoculars, binocular, binoc, binoculars, eulars or yellars. See, that's the thing. I don't know, man. Like uh, the problem is that like uh, the term I'm mispronouncing it. Right. So the thing is, is that I don't feel like I'm mispronouncing it, which is the big problem. Like, I don't even know that these things are a problem. I was watching. Uh, there's some TikTok where some guy. uh I think it was like related to toilet paper or something, but he didn't know that this word was like this uh, was pronounced a different way. And he didn't realize it for like, and this guy was like 30, 40 years old. And I feel like that every single day, like Casey brings something up to me and she's like, did you just say binoculars instead of binoculars? I was like, what the hell? What are you saying? Jimmy, also, are you muted? Yeah, he's muted. I saw his mouth move. Oh, no, that I was uh, oh. sipping myself. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Yo, I saw his mouth move. I, I got scared, man. Are you talking about the Tupperware TikTok? Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So the guy was saying Tupperware, and then he stopped him. It was the guy from, um, it was like some TLC uh, comedy show. Knackers? What's it called? No idea. Do I don't know? watch TV. No idea. Okay. <laughs> it's some like, it's some prank show uh, with a bunch of New Yorkers. It's just like a regular New Yorker show where they prank people, you know, one of those. Um, but yeah, he said Tupperware. And like, there's so many words like that. But but it's like a oh we just spilled oh. a beer. Did it hit the keyboard? Did you no, it? it hit everything it? else though. <gasps> oh, oh no! no. Oh. Okay, list the right, list look, the items. Oh, you you clean that and me and Bishop yeah yeah talk. We'll, yeah we'll we'll talk. We'll we'll fuck? Go, no. get, go get go we'll get talk. a we'll fuck. We'll we'll yeah yeah you go you get paper towels and this guy's right. a Neanderthal man. He All needs, right, what do you want to talk about? We need to get this guy a, pa- a padded cell, you know, because then it's like safe, like no electronics. Like we just need to put like foam up on all the walls, you know. Mm, I agree. Yeah. What should we talk about? Um. Uh, talk bu- about... Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, uh, I built a new PC. We can talk about that. Yeah, 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 how, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So that took. I think I've probably talked about it for the past fifteen podcasts, waiting for either nobody, like a nobody cares card. about. No one cares about that. Yeah, that stuff. I just want to know the specs tell me about the specs. okay so it has uh the pc is uh cpu is a 5950x which i waited like four six months for uh 3080 uh i think it's the evga one yep oh nice 64 gigs of uh ddr4 3600 um two nvmes one terabyte nvmes uh and a lot of other just stupid stats that really don't matter so that's all the good stuff. What I didn't realize after building it, because I just built it this weekend, finally got all the, the parts in for it, is the amount of things that you have to install when you get a new PC. Mm. Um, looks like uh, Knackers is clearing out his throat. Uh, oh, he's actually soaking up the alcohol from the beer. He just st- wiped it off of what I'm assuming is his countertop, soaked the rag, and then stuck it in his mouth. It's like wow. a, That's yeah. almost as bad as uh, like just going to the fridge and eating... like. A block a of, brick cheese, of cheese, yeah, and then putting yeah. it back in. The- yeah. Oh. Oh wow! It looks like the garbage man has now showed up at Knacker's uh, house. The recycling guy. Hey, recycling He's back. man! Hey. I just just washed my gaming mat like a week or two ago, Ooh. and if anybody has done that, it's such a dumb ass process. You have to yeah. put it in the bathtub. You got to. Get in there with it. You need to be naked. Bring in yeah. your favorite rubber ducky. It's, it's a whole wait, thing. Wait, 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 wait. You need to live stream it from the bathtub. Mm. Mm. That's actually a great idea. I feel like there's a, there's a market for that nowadays. You have to be naked when you clean your uh, mat? You do, yes. How else are you going to re-get your scent onto it before you deploy it? True. Okay. Well, fair. That's cool. fair. Uh, so yeah. so yeah, I just I just spilled whiskey on on the mat. So now it's what's what's the damage? Just the mat? Or just yeah, just the mat. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I saw you did you did like the high schooler tampon alcohol tampon thing. I saw that. Like, oh yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. But they usually do that up their butt. You stuck it in your mouth. I think you missed. Uh, yeah, you missed a step there. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. So. Uh, you know, I was gonna say something. I can't remember what we were talking about before the great spill. Was it? Uh, let's just uh, let's jump into what are we drinking? I like it. Mm. I'm not drinking anything anymore because it exists on the mat. So, Bishop, why don't you mm. go first? Well, I am actually drinking um, some sort of orange crush uh, 
beer combination that Casey made. It's actually fantastic. It's delightful. And uh, maybe I'll share some with the Matt later um, so he doesn't get too jealous. <laughs> I like Classic it. Matt. It almost nice. looks like Sunkiss, but just like a, a tiny bit yeah. off. No, it's it's definitely so it's crushed orange, um, spritzed orange. Who knows? Uh, mixed with beer. So they, I don't know what's a spritz, what a crush is, um, but there's orange and beer inside of the drink, and it's delightful. Nice. Delightful. And Jim. I also have a, a Bang Energy I've got with a straw. You do not buy Bang. I bang, baby. I'm a fucking banger, my oh guy. Oh, my God. Actually, I can't judge. I, I buy an energy drink from time to time. Actually, I had yeah. one last night. Dude, it was on sale on Amazon. Yo, I bought, hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Two hold crates for like hold 12 on. bucks. So if you grab, okay, I'm just imagining a mm-hmm. commercial for Bang Energy drinks. Yep. Hear me out, okay? A couple, they wake up, right? The alarm's going off. They realize they're late for work, okay? Mm-hmm. A boyfriend or whatever, like he's jumping up. He's like trying to put his pants on and everything else. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the girlfriend gets up, looks at the clock, looks at him and goes, hey, honey, you want to bang? And then he mm. kind of looks at her and he stops with the pants. And then all of a sudden it's bang energy drinks. She opens and the then, side, pulls yeah, the can out. Yeah. Can out. What do you think? I think you should write the every single prank video in 2018. You should write the <laughs> script for them. Well, where where does the sex happen? It doesn't. It just alludes to it. It's a commercial, dude. You can't show sex. Ah. Cringe. Okay, so I'm drinking <laughs> a prairie artisan ale. Plum conundrum that one of the pictures I sent you. Uh, it's made. It's a sour ale with plum, black currants. I don't know what a currant is, and blackberry. But I don't know. Does anyone, can anyone explain to me what a black currant is? Do you guys know? Mm-mm, I think I it's not. the sister of a croissant. I think you're <laughs> full of shit. No. Okay. How do you like it? Um, I'm about to sip it for the first time. I was waiting. Was waiting oh, for you guys. So we're not Boom. we're not discussing the things that we're drinking. We're discussing the things we're getting ready to drink. Well, just mm. this moment, I just literally opened, mm. it, and it is mm. delightful. I would give it a four out of five. Nice. All right, sweet. Hey, Jimmy, I don't know what it is about you tonight, but I'd like to take a sip out of you if you don't mind. Oh wow, that's uh, uh, harassment. Uh, that's <laughs> <a> bad... <laughs> Let me get some of that foam, big guy. Uh-huh. Well, wow, uh, Jimmy, look at what uh, you're wearing. <laughs> that is a joke. This. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm drinking. I have a glass of good old bullet rye. <laughs> uh, I got a glass of bullet rye, which actually, for the amount that was spilled, I still have a good amount left. That should give you an mm-hmm. idea of how much was in there to begin with. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I also have I have a lovely Lacroix uh, in the left hand, ready to go at all times. And then for my follow up drink after this whiskey, I got one leftover beer. That is the Prairie Ooh. Artisan Spectrum, which is the sour oh, ale yeah. with cinnamon, hibiscus, and chili peppers. And goddamn, you don't need to like spicy things. It's not spicy, but it's it's herb spicy. You know how mm. like how can I describe this? You know when you're eating something that has like a spice in it, but you don't mm-hmm. taste the spice until you actually bite and break that individual thing, like the seed yeah. of something or like a. Yeah, yeah. The crusty of it or something that's kind of how it is um for those it's, it's super super good uh, i'm a big fan hmm so wait there's wait you bite into something in the drink no no, no. it's like um i have no idea i have no there's idea where i was going there. with that analogy 
To be honest, oh, like, it's all right. We don't, we don't know. So what, what I was illustrating in my mind is one of those drinks from the Asian market with all the floaty shit inside of it. You know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. they have all the seeds inside and you just, you're like eating while you're drinking. But uh, yeah, it sounds like you have a terrible drinking experience right now in front of you. Yeah, right um, now it's I'm, I'm split between whiskey, <laughs> uh, water, and one beer. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see uh, how it goes. Unlucky, man. Uh, oh, you know what? I remember the one thing mm. that I was going to say. I don't know if this is just me. Or if this is the entire world, my Google Docs signs me out of all of my Google accounts every Sunday, minutes before the podcast. I don't know if really? I'm resetting my timer every Sunday, like my login timer, and it's just asking. But every fucking day, I load up, load up the script, I work on it, and then at 8.50, 8.55, I go back to the mm-hmm. tab, and it says, you've been signed out. Every uh, fucking Sunday at the same time. And then I have to re-sign in, re-put in my password, redo the 2FA. Oh, my God. It drives me fucking up the wall. But anyways, um, getting into our talking points because we have so many. Mm. Uh, and they are all top-notch topics, if you guys know what I'm saying. Uh, right. So, Bishy, I know you wanted a breather before we got into yours. Um, mm-hmm. Do we want to start really quick with what games we've been playing? And then we can start on the topics. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, so I've been playing, um, I've been playing Hell Out Loose. Been enjoying that again. It's kind of one of those things. Like the longer it sits on the shelf, the better it gets. Um, can you what, can you uh, give me a brief overview of what that game's about again? Yeah, yeah. So it's a, uh, it's like uh it's like Saving Private Ryan, but in a video game. Uh, it's like Battlefield open world. Uh, it's really good. Uh, not really open world, but big map, huge map, kind of like Daisy. Um, objectives. You go and attack the objectives. So you just, it's just a, it's a battle. It's like uh. It's Saving Private Ryan, man. Uh, just without Tom Cruise. You mean Tom Hanks? No, Tom Cruise. Yep, he was Cruise. the barber in the movie. Excuse me? He's also the father. Uh, yep, he's a father of, of the, three. Of the three sons. It's not well, the Tom Cruise that you're thinking of. Not the Top Gun Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom Cruise missile. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Senior. Senior. <laughs> he was a backup. Senior. He was a backup in the movie. It's a different Tom Cruise, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that game. I, I finally can get 160 frames now that I have a 16 core processor. Uh, 32 threads, by the way. But now I can finally get 160 frames at times, which is nice. Um, so that time. game's kind of it's it's terribly optimized, but it's a great game. I'm I'm assuming that if you play it on anything that isn't like a five thousand dollar PC, it's the worst time ever, which is probably why the game dies all the time you until see it's how a free he just weekend. Keeps like humble bragging throughout this entire story. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah. don't have a five thousand dollar, I mean, if you don't have a PC, thirty, I mean, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like man. Job, like a seventy five hundred dollar suit, man. I mean, he's got like a seventy five hundred dollar <laughs> suit. <laughs> Check out uh, these pockets, yeah. man. Look at these pockets I got. <laughs> yeah, they got all the pockets, man. Uh, but yeah, it's uh. I've been playing that. I've been playing Valorant. I've actually been enjoying it. Um, it's just a fun game to go to. Uh, just quick little matches and uh, and a little bit of rust here and there. So that's about it. Oh, and NASCAR on this bad boy. Oh, my goodness. Going fast, turning left. Woo, just, man, woo, making baby. left turns hard, man. Hell yeah, baby. So that shit's been fun. Uh, and uh, I've been actually before the podcast, I was working on a livery, which is just like the design on the side of the car. It's just a big sticker kit. Um, and I'm looking at, I'm trying to find like a list of, of companies, us companies that have gone under in the past. Uh, so like blockbuster and like, uh, some shitty brands, maybe like Enron, um, and Ooh. just sticker slap the side of the car. So 
that way at the end of the race i could be like hey man i just want to thank blockbuster racing for bringing it together a good car here we had a lot of uh crew crew chiefs and engineers here putting their effort into the car you know uh, i gotta thank uh, the sponsors and all the families back behind these drivers couldn't be here this weekend without them uh man uh if it wasn't for that uh that petty guy, we would uh, we'd be here up uh, on the front, but apparently he wants to take us out every race. <laughs> and uh, yeah, whenever that commission check could come in, that'd be great. I haven't seen it yet; it's been a couple of years, but I, I assume it is on its way. Yeah, absolutely. And next, you know, next weekend here at the uh, the Firecracker Daytona 500, presented by Coca Cola and uh, Pepsi Motorsports. Uh, you know, it's going to be a big race, so I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> so i think i think that the strategy behind yo, uh yo, nascar is literally cola. a brand yo, tab cola on the side of your car Ooh. tab cola see some tab Ooh. and also zima oh zima and tab holy oh. fuck bishop you yes. got a you got a hot preamp got, there my friend there you, oh, you go shit. hey don't okay. hey those yep. are free the next one costs you okay hey. i'm gonna i'm actually right. i have a notepad open i'm adding those because i've been i've been honestly trying to find good brands that are are garbage uh blockbuster if you uh if you've got any good ones you can put it in the the question the bottle catch it for the end of the show and he can write them in isn't uh isn't tab what marty asks for in the diner in back to the future no he asked for a pepsi you're fantasizing i think he also asked for a tab because he says no you're full of you are full of shit you sure? Because then, because the then the the guy's response isn't. If you want me to put on put it on your tab, you got to order something. Um, yeah, yeah. Pepsi Crickets. free and a tab. Mm. It's both. Okay, the story changes. Whatever. Jimmy's story is changes. Uh, Bishop, you're he does your ask preamp. for a tab. I'm watching the video right now. <laughs> ask for a tab Give me a tab. and a Pepsi. We're yeah. both right. Uh, Bishop, you're you're uh, peaking. Your mic was peaking a little bit when you oh, get a little bit peaking? loud. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Good copy. I'll do something. Just crank it all the way. Crank that DBX all the way to twelve o'clock. Ugh. Okay, I dropped it by two. Is this too quiet? Nope, you're good. Is that too quiet? No, okay, good. good, good, good. Okay. Um, Jimmy, you already went over what you're drinking. He has a penis on his screen now. That's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Hot tub streams incoming. Let's nice. go. Uh, I did my drinky too. Video games. We're on a video game, dude. I'm yes, fucking sir. scatterbrained. Good. We, I'll we go take, next. We take a week off, man. What yeah, the hell? Yeah, what happens? On, We're all out of. It's look. It's just like riding an eggplant. Okay. Jimmy looks different this weekend. Jesus, man. What's We're going all out on of sorts. It's uh, <laughs> it's just one of those days. So I've been playing. Uh, No Man's Sky dropped a brand new update mm. like a week or two ago, and. uh it's another massive update. It's a, it adds this new multiplayer mode called Expeditions, which is at. Are you guys trying to threaten me by doing that? Are you trying to threaten me? Yeah, Nackers looks that like a villain doing? from every single double. You guys are like movie. swirling your glasses and looking directly at me. I'm getting a little worried. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> in Holland, uh, 1976. Hello? hello? There? Okay, he's, he's fine. There. Uh, so I've been playing that and it's awesome. Uh, I totally 100% recommend get back into No Man's Sky. And the guy, the guy behind it, uh, like the creative director or whatever, what's it, whatever his name is. Tom Cruise. No. Yeah. Uh, he is already, he already hinted on his Twitter that there's more big updates coming. It's like every single update has been free. I'm telling you, man, No Man's Sky, the turnaround story of forever i mean of gaming mm-hmm. can you name another a better turnaround story for a game is maligned 
And God, and you know, and honestly, I feel like for as long as we have this podcast, we're gonna have to keep talking about No Man's Sky. We got to keep the meme alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say it's really a good game, man. I was playing the hell out of it. Yeah, Uh, it's like the Go XLR and uh, and pretty much everything that we talk about every week. We either (laughs) shit on it and then we transition into liking it, and then we love it and then we shit on it and then they're like, oh, it's great again. Mm -hmm. So. You think yeah. Elgato will ever get there? <laughs> Never. No. Dude, actually, I uh yeah, I've uh I actually saw a few things that were released by Elgato recently, and I was like, man, those are nice, man. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited for those. Part of me wants to um uh part of me wants to buy a few of their products and then compare them side to side to others and then give them actual real, like a real run through and actually give them a chance instead of immediately shitting on them. Um and that might be interesting. So, you know what I still haven't seen to this day is a video <laughs> comparing the Elgato sound panels and their performance to the cheap twenty dollars Amazon. Still haven't no. seen it. I'm I'm waiting. Who's gonna put Wait, the time in? Do I do you want me to do that? That yeah. means you gotta buy the fucking panels. Then fuck that. I, think, I have uh, those. I have those yeah. cheap Amazon panels. That's <clears throat> what I have. I don't see them in your background. Uh, it, it seems like you a lot of no that's because i'm not streaming from there i'm i oh, i gotcha. told you we have to reset up the decor jimmy what mm. you just admitted to was it's cheaper to just not ask the question and put out misinformation rather than spend the money and be accurate about the comparison between the two. <laughs> oh well if you're gonna prove a point then you gotta spend the money on it no no no, no, no. i'm saying that. i wouldn't want to buy those six foam panels for two hundred dollars when i Spent less than that getting all the shit off Amazon to prove oh, the right, right. wall. No, no, that's I don't, all I'm saying. I don't want. I don't want an everyday Joe. Don't take yeah. this the wrong way. Who doesn't yeah. know what they're talking about to do it? I want people who actually have the fucking technology to measure whether they perform as the people say they do and compare yeah. it to the twenty dollars versions that also say that they do what they say they can do. It's like it's like aerodynamics. We don't want some guy just blowing on it and being like, hey, these things are a lot less aerodynamic. We need this in like a big wind tunnel blowing fucking wind and smoke on it and seeing what the drag looks like. Yeah, we all can fold a paper airplane and they are aerodynamic. Can they carry 230 passengers or 130 passengers and get them to fucking Tampa Bay safely? Mm hmm. Hey, hey, listen, I can shit on Spirit Airlines for charging me $5 for a pack of peanuts, but I'm not flying 200 people across the, the country, man. Spirit is literal shit. dog shit. I think we can all agree on that. Okay, let me see you do it better, Knackers. Let me see you fly people across the country better, man. <laughs> <laughs> Got him! Got him! Got him, dude. I would say I virtually fly people across the world ah. by streaming on Twitch.tv. That's you can probably what a honestly, <laughs> you could you could go on uh, Flight Simulator and yo, as long let as me you... finish talking about the games I'm playing so we can oh, move yeah, on. Yeah, we got a lot right, of topics. Right. All right, you big dummies. <laughs> yeah. All right, Pac-Man '99, mm. uh, which is the new uh, Nintendo. If you have Nintendo Online, you can play it for free. Uh, download wow. it for free. They have DLC where there's like uh, single player modes and all this other stuff, but you don't have to buy anything. Um, it's a very much like Tetris '99, only with pac-man instead of tetris so i'm not very good mm. at it the best i've done is 12th place uh totally would recommend downloading it if you have nintendo switch online it is a lot of fun which do you like um, more that one or tetris uh i don't know yet i haven't played the pac-man one enough Fair. to be honest um what is, but i'm not what is, very good i'm not very good at it right now but i was very bad at the tetris one what games are you good at 
Yeah, that's a good question. Okay, Start so I'm that. also playing uh, Bloons Tower, De- Tower Defense 6, uh, which is a game that I wouldn't have been playing except for my son, but he he wanted me to buy it for him. It was, it's only on Steam and Android. Well, I have no Android mm. devices, so... <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not shitting on Android. I just don't have any. I just... It's all iOS, pretty much. All I mean, why would you, let's and... be honest? They're why? Yeah, I wonder why they don't <laughs> develop for Android. That's so weird. Anyways, go ahead. Okay. So anyway, uh, he... Uh, 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 he asked me to, last week, to download uh, like this game. I was like, well... Yeah. You got to have a Steam account. And he goes, can I have a Steam account? And I said, well, you're not old enough to have a Steam account. I said, but what I will do, I'll open a Steam account on my other email address, and I'll let you. And I, they Steam, I didn't realize, man, there's a ton of family controls mm-hmm. on there for Steam. And yep. so I basically, he can only play the games that I put on there, um, and he can't go and do, you know, there's limitations on, like, the a lot of the different stuff. And obviously, because it's to my email, I can monitor all of it, so. Um, but it's good. So I, I played that with him. It's surprisingly fun. I never really played a lot of tower defense games, but it is a lot of a lot of fun. Uh, played some Fall Guys also last night with him and a couple other people, uh, including Hellhound. Um, we uh, we did. Now that my son is at this age now, where he wants to be a part of streaming, he wants to stream or make YouTube content when he's old enough to do it. Cool. And I feel like. I can't tell my kid who asked me, Dad, can I stream with you? No. I mean, I'm going to say, of course. You know, what do you want to do? Let's play a game. Let's find something to do. And, you know, he's made the very reasonable request to stream with me once a week. And so now we've, for the last month, we've been streaming, you know, seven to nine. Uh, We stream for two hours together on Saturdays. And uh, it's a whole lot of fun. Um, And I, I very much have enjoyed it. So. Uh, and then other than that, it's just been the usual NES stuff. I'm playing um, uh, Batman. I'm trying to make it through Batman on the NES. Do other retro classes. Like I took a little break from Dark Souls. I missed playing retro games. So we're back to uh, getting into some NES, which is kind of funny because people are like, well, you quit Dark Souls to play some frustrating retro games? And right. I'm like, uh, uh, yes. What is the, what's the legal age to have the a Steam account? Is it 13? I think it's 13. Okay. Yeah. But he's not old enough yet, so I just opened a second account, and I think there's a way you can even transfer stuff later too, or switch stuff around. I don't know. Maybe. You can do um. There's family sharing where any game in your library you can yeah. just share with him. Um, obviously limitations with that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but no, it'll be cool. I'll um, I'll uh, it, he'll uh, he'll appreciate it. Ward? He's a cool yeah. kid. He's hey, got, you, mentioned, dude. Uh, you mentioned that uh, Pac-Man had DLC. What does that entail? Like the what, DLC what is, is like, um, so the the mode that Nintendo Switch Online gives you is the main mode, which is Pac-Man 99, the multiplayer stuff, and all the multiplayer. But there's mm-hmm. a bunch of, like, different skins, like, to uh, where you can change the background. There's a bunch of, there's also, if you want to play it offline in individual game modes, that's in the DLC also. Gotcha. So, okay. for those of you are, like, addicted to Pac-Man, you want to practice and stuff against some bots, you can do it, like, time trial mode and all that other stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to say, I couldn't imagine too many things could change Pac-Man to make it. Yeah, different. no, it's you know? it's more for just cause it's mainly I think part of it's either cosmetic and then the bigger issue is where you can play it offline. You know? Gotcha. So the story is so. just way better in the DLC. You're an idiot. <laughs> sounds about right. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Uh, right, Naggers, what have you been playing? 
Uh, I, so I've been super basic, bitch. My my real only video game time recently, um, you know, since kind of changing the Twitch content is Call of Duty Fridays and Saturday nights. Uh, usually just doing like some late night multiplayer, and I just finished the battle pass. You know, a couple couple days or weeks shy of the next season. Wow. Which nice. Okay. I honestly like. I probably went through thirty or forty levels of the battle pass before I even looked to see what I got from the battle pass. Like it's. Mm. I I don't care about what I get, but I do care about completing it. If that makes any fucking sense, it's a $20 adventure. You'll build your own adventure kind of thing. Um, So playing that the past couple weeks, I've been playing um, Grand Theft Auto five doing heists with robot glitter and their friend Gunny. And Mm. I forget too often how fucking fun that game is. Like just a multiplayer to kind of fuck around, um, do little quests, get mugged, stab people, blow up people, uh, it's it's just good fun. Um, so that that's really the only game that I've done over the past little while. I don't think that's there's really anything else. Um, so that, that's that's pretty much it for me. Cool, cool. I don't know why nice. I like Call of Duty so much. I know we've already talked about this a lot, but um, I'm still enjoying it a lot. Um, I I'll, I'll never play it competitively, but I do play competitively when I'm when I'm mm-hmm. playing the game. Yeah, I get yeah, pretty yeah. amped up. I I get angry when I suck. Um, but that this, this is kind of how I play FPSs. That's all. All right. I'll take the first topic because this is really it's not something I want to spend a whole lot of time on. But I wanted to get your opinions on one particular thing and then just read off some other funny things. Um, so uh, somebody that I've had on the podcast before, Loco, um, she does a lot of just chatting, streaming on content as well. A lot of industry talk. And she did a name dropper. Yeah, she's been on the, she's been on the podcast. It was you know it was like it was oh, like two and a half hours. It was a long one. There's thousands thousands of people there. <clears throat> All right, now that we're done name time. dropping. Yeah. Uh, so she put out a tweet saying, "Quote this and give me your streaming hot takes." You know that image where there's a Disney character standing in the middle and there's a bunch mm-hmm, of like hundred people swords holding swords and all the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was like, what streaming hot take makes Twitch community do this to you? And and there was a couple good ones. So while I read these off. I want you both to think of one streaming hot take. It can be about streaming in general, the, the hmm. Twitch industry, Twitch chat being a bunch of fucks, whatever you want. So I'll, I'll give you okay. give you some time, okay? And I'll just kind sure. of blast through the favorites that I saw. Okay. So I, I had two hot takes of my own. One of them being the GoXLR is not overpriced. <clears throat> and my reasoning, which was kind of harsh and sassy, but I was feeling sassy pants today. Was that anybody who thinks that the GoXLR is overpriced lacks the knowledge or the imagination to understand where it's valuable? Hmm. And, I, and I stand by that wholeheartedly. And my second one was that Elgato products are not overpriced, which I know is a controversial one. Um, but we'll just hmm. move right on from that because we shit on Elgato enough these past couple yeah. weeks. Um, first hot take that I found interesting big streamers are only around because they got there early. And I used the incorrect there. I used mm. the the EI. Yeah, I did. I was about to bring that up, but you corrected yourself, so you know oh. I'm just going to let it go. Bonus points. So right. quickly, what is your opinion on that? Because I disagree. I don't think that there is any big streamer now that doesn't do one thing really well. I think that the people who are big aren't big because they were just there because they were on Twitch eight years ago. 
I think that the people that are around still bring some sort of value to their community, and that's why they continue to have a community. Yeah. Uh, The only thing I will say on that, there is some truth to the statement in the sense that being somewhere and a new platform early certainly gives you way more discoverability than you would if you show up 10 years later. So in that regard, that statement is true, but it's a half-truth. The truth is the people that are there early and invested early were also ahead of the curve. That means those people were there recognized what Twitch was and what was going on and had the technical know-how and gear because the 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 equipment for streaming was way more expensive 10, you know, 8 years ago, 8 10 years ago than it is now. I mean, the barrier to entry it was much higher back then. So, yeah. I think it's kind of a disingenuous statement and it doesn't, it's one of those things where you just try and, you know, people try and uh, shoot. This is in my opinion, one of those generalizations that people make because they can't understand, like grasp the big picture. You know, they mm-hmm. just, they just want to make, they want to make a blanket statement about stuff. And that's what a lot of these hot takes are. They're generalizations that oftentimes yep. are, they're, they're not quite very nuanced, you know, except mine. <clears throat> oh, Right. Yeah. yeah, yours are factual. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, what do you think, um, Bishop? Can you repeat? Because uh, I was listening to Jimmy, and I love, like, Jimmy's point was perfect, but can you repeat the in- initial post? Yeah. Me? Big streamers are only around still because they got there early. And yeah, there's so also I- a thing called a, uh, <clears throat> a script that you can look at on your PC. In fact, I'm going to highlight. Oh. I'm going to, Yeah. See, but I I like the you not looking at it beforehand because I like getting your on the spot thoughts. So it's okay. Oh well, no, I usually don't look at it much beforehand, but I'm I I follow it as Mm. we go, and you know, Mm, uh, point point goes to Jimmy. That's right. right. Okay, point point Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy gets uh he gets uh podcast host points. Mm. Okay, so big streamers are only around because they got there early. I think I think based on the few that people could list like some at one G Tim, the tap man, like the handful of people that are successful on Twitch, they forget that there's thousands of people that put in the exact same amount of time and effort starting from the beginning. Maybe not that exact same amount of time because they didn't reach that same level of success, but there still are that the same amount of, or there are more people that attempted to do what they did that got in as early as they did that didn't see that success. So it's not like a, like this is an implication that you can if you started early that's easy way easy gateway to success and that's all that you had to do to be able to become successful right like you can become a big streamer because you put the time in ultimately or you got your foot in the door early and i i honestly don't think that that's necessarily true i think twitch is a revolving door i think that if you don't have the mental capacity or physical or emotional capacity to keep your content fresh for that long period of time or just even have the um the willpower to do it because streaming is an extremely uh, emotionally taxing thing to do long term, right? Anything on social media is is emotionally taxing. So I think that yes, it's true for the big guys, right? They got their foot in the door. They were able to develop their brand early. They will. They were able to get enough experience where people, when Twitch started to blow up, if they came to their channels, they had a very uh, concise message and like a very direct image that they were presenting. Um, where it became easy for them to acquire new viewers because they already had viewers. But I think the idea that if you got your foot in the door early, uh, that's like what you have to do to become successful. Like that's not true at all because there was thousands of other people that did the, ex- the exact same amount of effort early on as summit and 
some of these other big streamers that te- that fell off recently or fell off in the past few years or disappeared that, that just, completely. Yeah, that just disappeared completely or that you know, we're 5,000 viewer streamers or 10,000 or whatever that number is that dropped down that it just makes this a very narrow-minded view of streaming in general, right? It just makes it seem it's kind of like putting a big barrier in front of you to say like, "Oh, I'm never going to be successful or I I can't you can't become successful on Twitch unless you were there really, which is completely untrue based on what you see recently with like a good example would be Aiden Ross, right? Some guy that plays GTA RP on a separate server from like the big servers that blew up, I think through TikTok and YouTube. And now he's one of the biggest streamers on Twitch. I think he got banned recently, but he he was netting more viewers than XQC, right? Holy shit. Okay. Yeah. Which is crazy, but it's a whole different, it's outside of the Twitch community. Like it's people coming from different platforms to watch him. Right, um, right. But I think if you look at the, like if you look at a list right now of the top 10 biggest streamers on Twitch right now based on viewership, I'm pretty sure that like five out of 10 of them are relatively new streamers that yeah. weren't around when Twitch became a big thing. Yep, I would agree. This next one doesn't really warrant a discussion rather than just like a, a quick response. Oh, I just found this one funny. So okay. many people say one thing and tweet another. Makes y'all sound like dickheads in high school I used to deal with. Which oh, was hmm. someone tweeted that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Which I mean, yeah, these are I mean, these are all tweets not, that I found. It's not you an inaccurate it. statement. I mean, no. but it's kind of like one of those things that like, yeah, the sky's also blue, man. You know what I mean? The fucking sky's blue. What do you I mean, of course, it's social media. People are gonna present one way and act another way. It's 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 no, it's for that is one hundred percent what what a lot of people do. I would yeah. s- I would say that yes. Well, not only is like the workplace, everything is high school because high school is really your first experience of how the world actually works. Like the the fundamental experiences that you have in high school are really just primers for what you're going to experience for the rest of your life. Like, everybody always is like, oh, this shit's just like high school. It's like, no, that shit's just like how the world works. This is just how shit is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I found that one pretty funny. And then I thought, like, what group would I want to be in if I was in high school? And the answer that I came up with was I want to be the hippies. The hippies don't conform to any, like, societal normities, right? They don't really belong to any group other than the hippies. They love Mm -hmm. everybody. There might be a little bit of toxic positivity mixed in with there just a little bit. But and then they just like they just they just float, man. They just float. They do their own. You want to live in 1969? Yeah, absolutely. Prince was on to something. No, what? That was 99. No, no, you're right. Prince died in 99. No, he did it. He died. He died later than that. (laughs) I'm gonna party like it's 1969. (laughs) 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 Do you guys okay. see there's a new Ghostbusters movie coming out with Paul Mudd? Really? Paul oh, Rudd? That's what I said. Uh, no, you said, you said Paul Mudd. Mudd. The next Mudd. hot tweet that I saw <laughs> was, and this kind of, this might factor into one of your uh, topics, so we could, we might be able to skip over this, Jimmy. It's impossible to grow on Twitch today, so we'll skip over that and we'll hit it next. Um, second to last one that I found interesting. The gear culture surrounding content creation is inherently classist. You're pressured to use what others are using, copy styles, and fork over money for things that won't really serve you as much as you think. Use what works for you and what's within your expendable income. Who the fuck 
likes Plastic? staying within their expendable income. Is there anybody who is that responsible? No. That's I took Plastic? most offense to that. Yeah, I'm not really sure what he meant by that. Wow. Or she, or they. I, I just feel like a lot of these are just people just... This is the thing that people like to do on Twitter, man. They just shout into the wind, and then occasionally... They shout loud enough, and it catches the attention of somebody else who re-shouts their shout, and then next thing you know, it's viral, and then they get they get some weird sense of validation with their message being broadcast, even if their message isn't correct, you know? Yes. Uh, and then and, two and, dudes in a beer glass are talking about it on a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that makes it yeah. more real. See, but yeah. here's but like, the thing. Okay. Um, bringing it to a table in front of a lot, bringing the conversation to a table in front of a live audience, the thousands of people that are watching, it's actually bringing accountability and making people back up what they're saying instead of just screaming it out into the void for engagement. You know, that's where I find yeah. the difference. Yeah. No, sure. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think, uh, like what Jimmy said, a lot of these topics are new. They, they like they, they're nuanced, right? Is that what you said, Jimmy? Well, these are just massive generalizations about stuff yeah. that are very much more nuanced than they're they're presenting them, yeah. you know? And I think that these are what people genuinely be- believe, right? Like, these are, like, little things that are, like, floating around in the back of people's minds. It's not like they're warriors for these subjects, right? Like, they're not, like, parading in town saying, oh, I'm not going to become a big streamer because I wasn't there early enough. And, you know, like, they're not going to yeah. do that. These are just, like, these are ideas that float around in the back of the mind of someone that's trying to grow on Twitch that might be trying to, you know, break the barrier that he you know a viewership or whatever the thing is that they start to believe or like maybe they've been around twitch for a long time and they believe that the gear culture is a little excessive you know but which which is which is true but like i think that all of these things also bring up conversations the problem is that no one in on either side of these conversations is correct right like the the responses are always nuanced the discussion is nuanced because it's just opinionated bullshit that's going to go back and forth but eventually it comes to a point where like there's you surface some decent amount of information that people can then, you know, judge their opinion on. But I think the, like, I, I kind of like this format right now better than when it comes to a boil. Like a lot of these subjects tend to like build, 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 and people get stressed out about them. Then someone posts it and they're pissed off. And then it cut, like there's a thousand people that retweet it and they're shouting at, oh, uh, partners that got their partnership, uh, early on should have to have their partnership stripped and get it, you know, and, and have to rework for it. Like there's a lot of things that happen like that, where the the subject eventually comes to a boil. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just stupid. A lot of it's just dumb, right? Like people are going to just go in different directions. Not everyone's going to conform to the same, um, philosophy that you are when it comes to streaming or like these different subjects. So I think a lot of the time you have to just realize that like people are going to have stupid fucking ideas. Like they're just going to, they're going to think things that, are going to either hold them back or that they're going to use as propellant to push them to the next the next stage. You don't have to agree with them, but as long as you have like a general idea of, you know, where you stand on like uh, most of these subjects, like when I see some of these right on Twitter, you look at it and you're like, god, this is really fucking stupid. I want to re- write this big response to this and tell this person how goddamn stupid they are. A-, a lot of the time you have to realize that's a total waste of your time. Yes. Right? So, I tend to I've saw a lot of the posts. I even saw yours knackers and even though like I agree with like I agree with what they're putting out there, a lot of the time it's like phrasing that gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we also have to realize it's Twitter. 
And a lot of these, it's not like they're going to go into detail. They're just trying to throw out a blanket statement right. to get me pissed off, like saying Elgato products aren't fucking overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who is going to say that, man? I mean, come on, man. Last one was just um, a mere observation and something that I wanted to reiterate. Mm. Somebody said, 1080p 60 FPS looks like shit in regards to first-person shooters. Um, so if you're out there, and you stream first-person shooter games, and you are broadcasting at 1080p 60. Your stream looks like trash, and it is a guarantee. And I know when you all tab, when you pause your game, and you look at your stream, and your person standing completely still, you're standing out there in Escape from Tarkov, about to fucking extract. You look, you go, oh, you know, the stream doesn't look that bad. I am telling you, as soon as you move your mouse and you start moving. Your stream looks like absolute shit. 720p 60 is still king. 900p can suck my cock. And 926p, while everybody thinks it's this amazing step up, mm-hmm. it's it's really not. And again, this is all speaking directly about first-person shooters. There's a whole other conversation about 1080p 60. So, so like even 60. going back to what I just said, right? Like you're bl- So that what that topic said is that it, it, streaming FPS games in 1080 60 will look like shit, right? Mm-hmm. That's g- generally what they that they meant. But realistically, like, those aren't the factors that play into why it looks like shit. Right? Correct. Like, it, Correct. it goes way deeper than that to actually uh, surface what is the problem. Like, what is actually better about uh, 720-60, right? Mm-hmm. V- versus doing 1080-60. So it's lesser! The, it's a lesser yeah, it's number! It's a lesser number! Right? <laughs> so, that, that see, like, that creates a whole other discussion where, like, the, that statement is not true. Right, it's true based on the factors that are at hand related to Twitch. Just Twitch, just Twitch, right? Or like your the bitrate comes in. There's a lot of things that that play into that. Um, Knackers number two, what do you think? You know, uh, I would say that again, it's just way too way too nuanced. The truth is, the bitrate's the biggest factor. The ability to encode. I mean. You technically you could push it, and your if you had the right equipment, your 1080 60 could look good mm-hmm. on Twitch. Still not great for an FPS game with a bitrate limit, because even 8,000 is not enough to make it. You know, it's just not enough. But anyway, I, it's just one again generalization. It's not that cut and dry. It's not the yeah. whole reason. So, all right, no. Bishop, what is your streaming hot take? <sighs> hot take? Oh shit, I didn't think of it. Uh, oh, I got one. Some, I got one. Russell, some feathers. I go. I'll go. Streaming hot take. Uh, um, the reason people aren't watching your stream isn't because of anyone else. Except for Shroud. Fucking Shroud, man. Taking dude, all my yeah. fucking viewers, Stealing man. Stealing them, dude. Fucking Shroud, man. He comes from Mixer, man. He goes and kills Mixer, and he comes back, and he takes my viewers, man. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anybody else. And I know that's probably been said many a time, but I mm-hmm. I believe it. I do think that's the thing. Like too many people are bitching about, like, dude. They're not. First of all, one, they're not your viewers, and and mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. it's like maybe just if you spent half the energy you spend bitching about shit, could you maybe think about one thing to improve your own content? You that's the thing. They just want to play games and stream. I just want to play mm-hmm. video games, yeah. man. I'll play games and stream, man. That should just bring all the viewers in. You got to provide some value. Yep. But the, what's the value that you're bringing? If your only value that you bring is that you're playing video games on the internet, I got news for you, pal. That value is already, there's a lot of that. That's not really what mm. I would call value. Yeah. Yeah. That's you doing everything, what everyone else is doing. You got to provide something. What's it going to be? 
I think uh, my hot take would be your content sucks and that's okay. <laughs> like everyone's content fucking sucks. Like mm. nothing is that polished on Twitch, even like the top end stuff. There's, there are very few channels that actually do things well. That's what I'll say. There are, that, that's a good way to put it. Your content sucks and there are very few channels on Twitch that actually do things well. There yeah. are people that successfully do things based on the fact that they're doing them. And that's what Twitch is all about. Twitch is like a workshop of like trying to figure out uh, how to do things in the live format, right? Sure. But yeah, that's, I think that's it. I didn't have a ton of time to refine that thought, but I think that's your okay. content sucks and that's okay, man. Shit, 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 Tootsie I'm okay Pop. With, uh, I'm okay with bad content. Well, um, a little bit of man. <laughs> which, by the way, I need to grab another beer. I'll be RB. Do your thing. Like, me... Uh, I, I got too much or I, I got too much focus. Uh, I put too much focus too early on into perfecting things and that hurt my content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfecting your content, attempting to can potentially hurt your content. So like a good example of this would be you start your stream up, something stops working, you get frustrated, you stop reading chat, you stop doing anything because you're focusing on fixing the problem, you're getting demoralized, you you're stressing out, you'd want to end your stream and like you're all pissed off, your energy levels change. No one wants to see that shit, right? Mm -hmm. People come to your tw your channel expecting there to be problems. No one goes to name one stream that you can name, Knackers, that, ha that hasn't had issues when you're watching them. Zoo Technical. life. Zoo, Zoo life. life. Fucking motherfuckers, man. See, every you go there, everything's it, working it's all working, the time. Man. It's because they have animals working in the behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> the We're giraffe is out. production man um but yeah i mean i i suffer from like uh if i start my stream up audio is not working i'm like fuck man like this mm. fucking shit man god damn it people like view counts like brrr. it's like three viewers two viewers it's plummeting from the from the from the <laughs> negative two <laughs> yeah negative two there's less people watching i'm watching other people stream at this point um but yeah like it, i I tend to like stress myself out and I know a lot of people that do that. Like they fire their stream up, something goes wrong. They start stressing out and it's like, sometimes you just got to be okay with that, man. You just yeah. got to sit there and be like, Hey, this is the content today. The content is literally fixing this stream because realistically, like people use the term content there. I think I know five, like th there are times where, uh, streamers that I follow have like planned content, mm -hmm. but in most cases, people will come to your channel just because you're live. Like they just want to be around you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and content doesn't mean you have to have any structure to it. Like your content is just like a, whatever fucking happens when you're live streaming, you can have like a generalized plan, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Like don't stress out about that shit. And but I, do you I, I can't think, do that myself. But do you think that that's kind of like a dangerous, dangerous narrative to push? Because I feel like that's hmm. most people's problem is that mm. they just go live and, and do what they're going to do instead of planning ahead. Yeah, I, so I think it's smart to have some sort of plan, right, when you're going into streaming, but, like, of what you want your content to be, right? right like going uh, let me rephrase yeah, super yeah. quick. Go, if yeah, you yeah. are trying to grow a career on Twitch within that bubble, if you're just trying to play games yeah. and have fun, you'll give a shit about anything, disregard what I'm saying. But, like, if you are trying to grow a channel and be, like, have a career or... A yeah. side biz in streaming. See, I think that the meta on Twitch has changed so much that I don't believe that what you do on Twitch has a significant impact on your viewership. 
I think that the significant, I think you're going to end up still having, like, I can have a shit stream, dog shit stream, and my buddy Dover still shows up. Like, he still shows up in chat. <laughs> Fuck He's it, still Dover. Sitting there. Like, it'll fluctuate, but I think that the, for a lot of people, like, they don't have the capacity or ability to plan out streams, right? Like, compare this to, like, creating YouTube videos, right? Most people don't go into YouTube because they can't do the planning process or they mm. don't want to put the effort in. Where streaming, you can segment like the, and this is where i go back to this the meta that i just mentioned you can actually sit and, do, and have a bullshit stream and do just fuck around and like play whatever you want and segment the content that happens within the stream the content could be the reaction within the stream so like let's say you're playing call of duty you're just sitting fucking around you get an ace right or you kill everybody in the match right you just shit on everybody you then segment that post that across different social medias like tiktok right driving traffic back to your twitch stream and then at that point, you start to plan your content, yep. right? Like, what is the interest of the people that are showing up to watch your content? What are they wanting to see? You can't just bullshit your whole way through streaming and just go live and hope that people come and watch your gameplay because that is rarely successful. Like, it's almost never successful. Um, but I think that, like, to go back to, like, uh, discussions we've had in the past, like, don't overthink Twitch either. Like, mm -hmm. Twitch, actually, you can do Twitch. You're, you might stream to fucking nobody, but you can produce content on Twitch without ac any actual plan, just getting on, playing a game. And maybe that narrative is like, you don't want, you can't become an XQC by just playing games all day, just with no plan, right? right. Even XQC has a plan. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, you can use Twitch as something that you're just live on and then take the segment from that to grow audiences on other platforms to then drive them back to Twitch. But eventually you have to have some sort of strategy or plan. I to to segue just a little bit because mm -hmm. I want to highlight yeah. on something you said before. I like that you touched on what you felt that you did wrong. One of the mm -hmm. things that I felt that I've done wrong for a long time that I'm now trying to change is I ignored a lot of the aspects of Twitch that factored into building culture around your channel. So like things mm -hmm. like sound effects, emotes, channel points, uh, lube ba badges, lube, lube. What kind of lube we were promoting? They were mm -hmm. all things that I was just kind of like. This all kind of plays into a narrative that I don't really care about, and they are things that mm -hmm. I should have cared about for a long time. Yeah. Um, and it, now I'm just kind of getting into it, but I feel like there was a part of that that was missing for my channel for a long time mm -hmm. was not caring about certain things. But I don't, I don't regret not caring about things that in my gut I didn't feel like caring about, right? Because yeah, I feel yeah, like going yeah. going with your gut is the best thing that you can do. I would rather have to work twice as long, twice as hard to get there rather mm -hmm. than conform to all of the normalities that exist, do yeah, everything yeah. that everybody's telling me to do, and then get there. Um, I'd, yeah. I'd much rather do it on my my own terms. So um, so I appreciate you See, sharing your, your down, yeah, not your downfall, I, but the thing that you struggle no, with. No, no, yeah. I, I totally agree with you. But I almost did the opposite when it came to a lot of things. Like I was so um, focused on like, like when you get your affiliate, it's like, oh, I have to come up with a bunch of ideas for for emotes, right? Oh, what are people going to use, right? And you're forcing the narrative of what chat wants at that point. So, and I did this a lot, like where I hyper focus on, oh, what emotes are people going to use? What are they like? What use cases are they going to have? What are the memes that we have to like? We have to create this culture. And I think a lot of the time, you just kind of have to let the chat do that yes and like chat comes up with the idea then you activate on it because in most cases like um when it comes to like tier two and tier three sub or um emotes 
most streamers don't have any con um i don't want to say content they don't have any idea of why they're using those or what value they're adding yeah, right because there there is none there's none right so for me what i did is i was like okay i have one it was this guy named sky driven at the time i had one tier three sub and i was like what do you want the sub to be like what do you want this emote to be because you're the only one that gets to use this thing and i think when it comes to twitch and this is where i go back to my point about just like just put content out there and figure out what the fuck happens and then maybe meld some sort of plan around it. You can actually create that culture. I like that word that you used. You can create that your community's culture around what ends up happening. And then you can use like reactionary emotes. Like let's say I get a fucking ace in Valorant and I'm like, oh, and I make a pog champ face. I can take that, extract that, and then turn that into an emote. Instead of just being like, okay, I'm going to go hire an emote artist that can draw me as a character in a bunch of different poses and then use those as my emotes. Because if there's no value in those like... uh you're like trying to force that upon your community and saying, hey, this is when you're going to use these. You need to use the pog champ when I win. You need to use the, you know, monk of steer when I'm crashing into a wall. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I like, I'm, I've, t- I've spent a lot of time in my streaming career now reflecting back on it, putting too much effort into shit that I should have just left alone to let the chat decide. Guilty. Very yeah. guilty. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, I'm going to go... Um, and I'll be back. Okay. You I better come you back with a note about that alcoholic beverage, by the way. Yeah. I'll go talk to the lady, man. I'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go talk to her. I'll be back. Okay. Jimmy, you want to, you want to touch on your second round of 5G? Yeah. I, uh, so I got the second round of 5G boost on Wednesday. I was feeling pretty good. I even streamed on Wednesday night. Sore arm, mild fatigue. Man, Thursday I woke up, dude. I was freaking uh, I was zonked. Hurt, man. Yeah, I, I slept most of Thursday. Kind of had the fever and chills a lot of the day. Uh, just kind of fell out of it. Took another day Friday. And finally, Saturday, but literally 48 hours after the shot, felt almost completely back to normal. It took about 48 hours. Wow, okay. Uh, but it, that's, that uh, first... Day after, ooh, man, that was a rough day, man. Rough. The second day, I could have made it at work the second day. I could have. It would have been a rough day at work. I had the days. I just took another day off. I'm going to try and plan to do the same. Um, Winnie got her first round of Pfizer a couple hours Mm -hmm. ago. Literally, I felt so bad. As I was giving her a kiss before I started the podcast, she was laying on the couch, and I reached down, I put my hand on her shoulder. I'm 99% sure that I placed my thumb on the exact spot where she got the vaccine and pressed on accident. And she goes, oh, <laughs> I felt mm. so fucking bad. Oh. I was just going for a kiss, man. I didn't know any better. It happens. Now it happens. But no, I'm feeling a, a way better now. Um, I know I. it's been a little while since the last podcast. I'll mention this. The only other thing that happened, and I know I mentioned this. Um, and I've been a little down for a little while. We lost, uh, we lost our dog, uh, one of our dogs that we've, uh, our oldest dog, Chetta. She was over 18. And she was kind of going downhill. We, we knew for a while, and it just kind of hit all of a sudden, man. She was really kind of struggling. We took her to the vet, and the doctor was like, uh, she has an enlarged heart. They gave us some medications to try and help, but she was having a hard time getting around. And then we woke up uh, one morning, and, and uh, she... I guess she had kind of like fallen down the hallway trying to like go to the bathroom and we knew, you know, it was time. Right. Uh, 
it's always tough. You know when you get pets that uh, those things happen, and you know it, it always tell you that time is the biggest healer. But it's such a it's such a they become such critical parts of your lives at uh, when when they're finally not around. Like even now, I still find myself like looking at the corner of the room where her bed was to see. You know, like I, I just had a habit because I think that mm-hmm. she's there. She's not there. It's just it's just weird. But uh, life goes on and. You know, I know she's not in any pain, and and uh, I'm all good. Yeah, eighteen years, nineteen, eighteen and a half. Yeah, she lived a long, good life. That dog. That's two dog lives for yeah, yeah, in, in a, really a lot of cases. Life. Yeah, she was a, a a wiener dog. So yeah. yeah. So maybe after COVID, we can uh, take all those dentists and doctors um, and scientists and put them in a big room and be like, hey. Figure out how to make dogs last forever. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. Uh, also, when COVID is over, can we all just get more dogs? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down. Um, growing an audience on Twitch in 2021. This is actually, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear what sparked this conversation in your head, Jimmy. So mm-hmm. fucking take it away, you sexy bastard. So... I find myself lately, um, I get, and I'm not going to, you know, out anybody or anything, but I actually, my inbox and my DMs have been growing lately. Like, I've been getting a lot of DMs from different people and questions from, uh, you know, people that I know, new streamers, people that have been in the community for a while. And one of the most common things that comes up these days, it seems, is people ask me, how do you grow a community? How do I want to grow a community like you've grown a community on Twitch? I like all the people that hang in your channel. It's usually some variation of this. It's, you know, I'm not, it's not like a demanding question, but I've had, I've had more than one. I've had several people ask me, you know, like what, what do I, what, what should I do? You know, what, what are some tips you could give me to like grow a community on Twitch? And I'm always at a loss for words because the truth is, there is no easy way to grow a community on Twitch. There's no magic uh, trick. Um, I, I I think I usually just come back to saying, you know, try and be authentic, which may sound weird coming from a you know talking pint of beer, but um, you got to find something that sticks. You got to find something that works for you, and you're probably going to fail a lot in that process because I sure did. I failed a lot. Uh, trying to figure out what was going to work for me on Twitch. So uh, the only reason I brought it up, um, you know, and, and you hear the comment, I know that was the hot take, though, or it's impossible to grow mm-hmm. on Twitch today. It is very difficult to grow on Twitch if you are don't have any sort of outside platform uh, that's dr- generating views for you today. You or, com- or community, right? Yeah, some type yeah. of community that's going to come in and provide a, an audience right out the gate. It's just there's mm-hmm. so many people that are streaming. How do you grow that core audience you need that is, I mean, realistically, uh, going to give you a chance to be discovered on Twitch by other people, you know? Yeah. This is always a super interesting conversation to have with people, and it's always a little bit of a rude awakening when I have this a conversation with people. Because it always starts off with, or not always, but a lot of the time, exactly like you said, I want what you have. I want to stream and I want people to watch me. I want to be able to have a community. Nobody ever says, 
I want to create really good, interesting content that inspires people to do X, Y, and Z. It's always, I just want to do what I want to do and have people watch and have those experiences. So that's always kind of like the first red flag. And that's never like a curtain unveiling of uh, you're a shitty person and you shouldn't stream. It's about Mm -hmm. like correcting a mindset because I'm sure when we were all smaller and we saw people with viewers more than us, we were like, oh shit, like I want that. Like if if I could just be there, that would be awesome. Um, So I don't mean that in like a, you you're completely wrong about streaming and you should stop. The other part of it is whenever I have that conversation with someone about like, Hey, like I want to grow on Twitch and I respond with, okay, well like, what do you love doing? Like what, what is your passion? What do you heavily enjoy? Very, very rarely does somebody say, I love creating content that makes people laugh. I love creating content because I love collaborating with other people. I love creating art and music with others. I enjoy, um, you know, live experiences with audiences. No, it's always like, I, I love video games uh, and like streaming's fun. And, um, you know, I kind of like, uh, you know, I enjoy building computers, right? The, the What they love, what they're passionate about does not line up with, I want to have a massive community on Twitch. So, mm-hmm. Whenever I start that conversation, I kind of bust out those guns almost immediately to just kind of shock them into saying, like, you either have the wrong mindset or you're pursuing something that isn't really in line with what you love, like the things that you're Mm -hmm. passionate about. Um, And very rare, also very rarely, when I ask, how long have you been doing it for? Do I hear four years, five years, six years? Mm -hmm. It's always like, oh, oh, I've been at it for two months. And I'm like, oh, it's been it's been like a year. Um, And it's like, it's really hard to continue to having that conversation. It's not that what I would say wouldn't have any value to them. It's that you are literally incapable of comprehending what all goes into being a content creator, not a streamer. Because if you want to be a streamer, you have to be a content creator slash influencer. That Mm. is the resume. The resume is no longer I play video games on Twitch. And if and if you think like, well, I know one guy that plays video. All he does is play video games. Where's let's see where he's at in three years. Is he playing the same game? Is he on Twitch? Is he even creating content anymore? Because if you as a person if he leaves that game, is he still going to have his audience? Exactly. You you can't look at the snapshot of somebody right now and say, oh, hmm. they're doing it. Therefore, that is the ticket. Because that's mm-hmm. just not the case. Um, there, there, there's so much more into it than that. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a nuanced uh, it's a nuanced discussion. You know, it's yeah. the, the truth is there's so much more to growing a community than just and, and that's not an easy question to answer because it really depends on well what kind of community are you trying to grow. You know, I mean, right. uh, is it a community that's based off of what you're doing on Twitch? Are you trying to just grow a place for people to hang out? Like, I mean, it's not. I don't even understand how to begin to answer these types of questions. You know what I think? I think, and I saw it go by in chat. I think it might have been Tommy. Yeah, Tommy said it. I think it's kind of like asking somebody who you see who maybe have it, who maybe you might perceive to be more successful than you at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And you ask them, like saying, well, how do you do that? Or how do you become rich sort of thing? Like you see somebody mm-hmm. who's got a lot of money like, hey, how do you become rich? I want to I wanna be rich. How do you become rich? Mm-hmm. And not and not really taking into account the fact that the reason why that individual is probably rich is 
all the things that they've done that got them to that point. Not always, not always. There's outliers, of course, that people inherited money or whatever. But I think a lot of people that uh, get to being uh, financially independent and wealthy, they did a lot of things to get that way, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, so, how'd you get rich? Well, what do you know about money? Well, nothing. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, okay. it's interesting. So I, I have, I have two kind of main thought processes here. The one would be, I feel like Twitch is one of the first things um, that people don't really look at as a social platform, right? They don't realize that it's you producing some sort of experience of your life in presenting it to people so they can experience it. We're like Instagram, Facebook, you're basically sharing um, doctored life moments, right? So like I used to work a lot in the motorsports industry <clears throat> and people would come up to me and, and ask like, hey, how do I become a professional race car driver, right? They would never come up to me and be like, hey, I want to be a famous race car driver. Like they never came up to ask how they get the following that Lewis Hamilton has or like the following that like a big racing driver has. They were going after the accolades of like being a champion or like winning races, which is a lot of it. It's a much better mindset because you're trying to achieve some sort of a goal, right? How do I be the best? How do I? Yeah, it's a tangible goal, right? Where they're by focusing, like if someone came up to me and asked, hey, how do I grow? Like, how do I become uh, an Instagram influencer through racing? It's like, well, first of all, you need to get in the car. Okay, you need to drive the car. (laughs) Like the first thing you need to do is drive the race car. Um, the second thing you need to do is win. Um, but but realistically, like there, when the objective is the result of the action, it's usually indicative of the person having the wrong mindset, right? Like they're going after the reaction, like the 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 results of putting that work in, instead of being passionate enough to want to pursue the thing that ultimately gets them that success. So when it comes to streaming, um, you know, it's the exact same thing. Like people just want to have uh, you, you know, they, they want to have viewership and numbers and for different reasons. It's not everyone's going after the money. Not everyone's going after just having a huge audience. Um, but a lot of the time they're trying to mimic their idols, Shroud, Ninja, whoever these, these people are, right? You they want to be like them. Yeah. They want to be like middle age stream. They want to be like myself. Knackers. Uh, not so much. He's on TikTok. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm more famous on other platforms than yeah, I am here. Yeah, so yeah. You, know. you don't need this shit. You don't need this dog shit <laughs> platform. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, I think it it comes back to like having the right objective and knowing what you want to do with the platform. Like people that are race car drivers want to use Instagram so then they can share the moments that they're having in the race car because otherwise no one knows what the fuck is happening. And I think if you approach streaming like that, like maybe you really enjoy playing video games with your group of buddies and you guys have really good times and there's a bunch of funny moments that you wish that you could like encapsulate and share with other people because you genuinely feel like they're they're um you know, the things that you, you would like to share, that's a better objective than just facing tw- or, you know, looking at streaming and being like, hey, I want to have a huge audience, right? Like an audience is the resulting action of putting the time and the work and the effort in or being passionate enough about something to put the time in. Um, I think, in, in, do you guys want to hop in at all right there? Because I'm No, I'm, 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 actually, I'm just, I'm really trying to listen okay. and internalize kind of what you're saying. Okay. So to pivot just a little bit, um, like we've all as streamers, like I'm a smaller streamer. We're all relative. Like we're big. I think Jimmy's a bigger streamer now, percentage wise. Um, based on Twitch, you're probably like what point zero one percent or some crazy shit like that. Because there's so many streamers. Not to blow your ego up. Let's get to that zero um, zero one mark. But yeah, yeah, all streamers are approached all the time. Like 
regardless of your scale, you're going to be approached with people that, um, you know, that, that ask you like, Hey, how do I become a streamer? Hey, how do I grow on Twitch? Hey, um, how do we, you know, like, can I play with you? Or like all of these different, there's different avenues where people try to, you know, get in line with you to either grow their own channels or they're, they, they're fans of you or they appreciate your content. So they want to get in line with you somehow. Um, and I feel like as streamers, we're all on our own islands, right? Like, we, I don't think we really realize this, but we're so unwilling to like open up to people because there's so many people that are trying to take advantage of little things from streamers. And we tend to like grow a shell and like put ourselves in, in, in these different communities and close new people from coming in. Um, but between everything that I've seen from tips and tricks and all of this stuff on how to become a streamer, I've never seen like an appropriate guide on how to network within Twitch, right? Like, how to work like how to identify whether or not you're trying to go after a streamer because he has viewership or if you think that you could add something to his content mm -hmm. um how to approach someone to ask them if they can play with you should you ask them for to get on their auto host list like what are the do's and do nots of of streaming and being a part of like the twitch community because we can all list things in our head like hey don't come into my chat and immediately be like hey come over to my chat and follow me guys i'd really like you guys to follow me and like be self-promoting constantly um, there's there's a bunch of little bullet points that we could all throw out, but I feel like at some point that, all, that has to be all aggregated and put into a guide for people that are coming to Twitch so then they can have a fruitful experience. Because I couldn't imagine being a new streamer, not knowing anything and having to like go through all of the the hoops of not understanding Twitch and trying to ingrain myself in Twitch culture, you know, especially when you're trying to become a Twitch streamer and wanting to you're trying to align yourself with other Twitch streamers, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I love having the conversation with people and using Jimmy's channel as an example, because there's so many, not that what Jimmy did could be written down as like, this is the way to grow on Twitch, mm -hmm. but Jimmy's growth and blow up is a perfect example as to why there is no Bible on how to grow on Twitch. There were so mm -hmm. many little things that randomly fell into line in a really good order and then equaled what Jimmy is dealing with right now. And it's like mm -hmm. being able to look at it after the fact and analyze like what happened when, and then like detailing that and kind of putting it in order. It's like, this is why everybody's idea of what growth on Twitch is, is incorrect. And not because like everybody's fucking dumb, but because there's a million different ways to do it. And there's, there's too many factors, man. There's too many, so factors. many factors. Yeah. I love that you and called it a perfect storm because that's literally what it is. Well, and, yeah. you know, the truth is when it comes to growth on Twitch um, and, and the other reason why I had brought it up, it wasn't just the questions that uh, people had asked, but it was like, you know, how, what kind of what Bishop was talking about, like, there's no guidebook on how to appropriately network and, and do all that sort of stuff, right? Um, I think that it's, the best advice I like to give people uh, when it comes to growth on Twitch, and I'm, I'm not trying to be sappy here, and I'll try and explain it, um, is to look inward because mm -hmm. more often than not, it's it has nothing to do most of – a lot of times when people are not doing what they – and I'm, I'm guilty of this too. When, when you are looking for why you're not having success, you're maybe looking at external forces when really mm – -hmm. It more than likely is internal forces, um, and that's causing that. 
<laughs> so that really was kind of the impetus for my own growth, uh, part of it, uh, for my own growth on Twitch and, and looking inward. Uh, when I say looking inward, I was looking about, well, what is it about streaming I need to get better at? Uh, well, I've never really felt comfortable for a webcam. Well, why are you using a webcam? Because that's what you're supposed to do. Is it? You know what I mean? Like, I yep. mean, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Um, and kind of goes from there. So yeah. that's not something you can just uh, put in a bullet point and, and sell to a streamer. I mean, it's yeah. different for everyone. Yeah. You know what I just thought of in the back of my mind? I was trying to find something that was related to Twitch and like this, like what we're talking about. And it's mm-hmm. almost like if someone comes up to you and asks how to get a girl to like you. You know, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. You, can, you can take all of the specific things that that person finds attractive or like all of the specific bullet points that Jimmy or the hoops that Jimmy jumped through to become or find some level of success on Twitch. And you can write those down. But by replicating those things, it doesn't in- indicate that you're actually going to find success. Right. Like if, if you replicate exactly the details that if a girl was to bullet point all the things that she found attractive in a guy and you were to replicate that, that doesn't actually indicate like it's not going to be successful. Right. Um, there's so much more to that. Right. It's like the development that those bullet points brought to that person's content and or character in the in relation to like uh, getting a girl to like you that were what that person either found attractive or what helped grow that audience, right? It's like the journey along the way that actually surfaced some sort of success. Right? Look, I'm not trying to uh, compare women to horses here, but it, it, all of a sudden <laughs> I'm, I'm, com- I'm just all of a sudden, uh, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, don't, don't crucify me yet, ladies. Uh, you're telling the story about how do I get a girl to like me? Mm-hmm. It makes me think too about you know people streaming on Twitch. Okay, mm-hmm. you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force the horse to drink. It's right. like you can have the best production value, you can have all the greatest gear, you can have all the greatest cutscenes and this and that and everything else. But at the end of the day, you also have to be something that people are going to genuinely want to watch. And that, mm-hmm. and if they don't, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a bad person or anything. Some people just aren't cut out for streaming. Mm-hmm. They just don't, some people just aren't. Yeah, and I think a big part of it too, Jimmy, is when you list those things out for them, right? How often is their first focus? When, when you finish that conversation and they walk away and they start doing those things, right? Or they try to replicate them it themselves. How many times is their focus the time that you mentioned that you put into streaming? right? It's never the time that is the focus, right? Like how long that journey took. They try mm-hmm. to just execute on those bullet points right away and see right. some sort of a success. Like, okay, this week time, I'm going to do yeah. this. Like this yeah, week I'm like, yeah, yeah. dude, look, you, you don't understand. Like it took me like a year just to get my microphone positioned the correct way. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So it's baby <laughs> yeah, steps, sure. man. Baby steps. Yeah. You, you gotta, it's, it's not something you can do overnight. Now we, we have had this discussion multiple times, but Make it, uh, as I know we have some other stuff to talk about before we get into questions, so I don't want to beat this this horse too dead. This lady horse. <laughs> okay. Um, we're, we're about an hour 20, by the way, right now. Starting late. Okay. okay. Um, but I think uh, it's really, 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 really important to just figure out what it is you're good at Mm-hmm. That you can give to the audience providing value. Okay? Whether that's, I have had a lot of people tell me that they really enjoy my streams because I make them laugh. I do a lot of stupid, silly shit. 
I, I, I play a character. It'll, I'm still me, obviously, but right. you know, I can be kind of play a character and do do fun, silly stuff, and it makes them laugh and it makes them have a better day if they can come hang out and have a laugh. You know, I get I get a little message. You know, that sort of stuff all the time. That to me is the value that I can provide. And I do it in a way that is unique. I think that not many are doing it the way that I'm doing it. There's similarities, of course, but, you know, um, and, and I think that's what I, and I'm trying to find better ways to do it. So uh, it's taken many, over six years to get to this point. So that's my journey. Um, uh, and Sometimes it's you not, just got to put a ton of time in and eventually you figure out what the fuck's going on. Or you yeah, find you something keep, that you like about it. Yeah, um, and for me, it, I, it's something that I've been passionate about for a long time. I think another catalyst, one of the reasons why it made a change this this year was COVID nineteen. Because if it wasn't for COVID, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had all the extra time I would that I got to put into streaming. You know, and I think being able to be uh, one of the biggest things was just being reliable and regular yeah. and getting a regular schedule. Boy, that that's a huge. That's like that's like half the equation right there. You know, so global pandemic, create a global pandemic uh, or hope for one. And Mm -hmm. uh, if that doesn't work out, get on a schedule. There you go. There you go. go. Regarding your um, regarding your second point, I I do have something important on that. But um, I had a conversation with somebody recently. um, Somebody reached out for some streaming advice. And one of the things that I kind of I typed out. And then I realized how extensive the list was after I typed it out. So I mm-hmm. wanted to illustrate how many different things that I had tried on stream already. And this is a, this might seem like a little bit of a brag, but also like look at my viewership and then realize what I'm saying. Uh, being a part of a community uh, and a stream team, community event focused channels, single player focused games, multiplayer focused games, um, subs choose what games I play, cooking streams, IRL streams, DIY streams, keyboard craft streams. I've had two different podcasts. I've done dual streams that have been focused on events. I've created original content for YouTube. Gaming night streams. Those are a thing of the past. Uh, creating... Um, Discords that are centered around certain topics, creating original content for Snapchat, creating original tech uh, content for TikTok. Those are all like a, a super 30,000 foot view look at all of the things that I've tried to make this thing happen. So when I have that conversation with people like, hey, like, well, what have you tried so far? They're like, well, like, I have played this game on Twitch and I've also played this game on Twitch. I'm like, OK, well, here's all the things that I've tried so far. Have you branched out? into any other platforms, any other type of content, anything outside of your comfort zone to see if there's something that you also love, but something that also sticks as well. And that's kind of a conversation that I like to steer people on as well. Um, regarding networking, what it is and what it isn't. I think this is a super good topic as well because I wanted to kind of illuminate how I see networking and Hopefully, this would kind of help steer people in in a different direction as well. So when I look at myself and how I choose to network, the way that I build relationships is through my podcast. I find people that I like, that are like-minded, and who I think have knowledge that will be really valuable to the end user. So when I reach out to somebody for a podcast or to, to be a guest on a show, the main focus is... How can I make this conversation between me and the other person 
valuable to where people will want to watch and or people will also uh, crave it after the fact. Like, how can I make a valuable piece of content that people will want to watch or that people will want to listen to? And so not only do I look at that person and go, this is somebody that I would like to build a relationship with because I adore them so much. The, the, the silver lining to it is at the same time, we can also create a really good piece of content that is valuable to the person that is watching. So it's kind of like a best of both worlds instead of just like, Hey, do you want to collab? That's not a, that's not a way to network. You're not going to fucking get anywhere. Now, if I was an objective of that thing too, right? Like why are they asking to collaborate? Right. Right. If I was an escape from Tarkov streamer, Mm-hmm. And I started reaching out to all of the Fortnite pros who had just won a, a bunch of competitions and said, yeah, yeah, hey, man, I, it's like, I want to have in the podcast to like talk about. It would seem really disingenuous. But the fact mm-hmm. that I center my life around technology and then I reach out to people to create technology-centered content, valuable content, it mm-hmm. fits my shit. So you got to find what fits your fucking butthole that is also a way for you to network and build relationships because the people that the people that you network with are going to mm-hmm. see right through your bullshit within the first 20 minutes like the as soon as you start doing stuff together they're going to know like oh do this person just want to collab or do they actually want to create something fucking awesome there for as many people that I've had on the podcast that I continue to talk with after the fact there's just as many people that I haven't talked with since because either I realized I didn't like them that much and we didn't have that much in common, or maybe they didn't feel like there was that much in common with me when they were on. It was probably a second. It was probably a second. It's a little bit. Of, it's probably. Yeah, it's yeah, probably, it's probably, probably a second. second. Probably didn't like it. Um, there's a lot of factors. So that's. It's also the podcast for me works as almost like a weeding process, right? Like it is a mm-hmm. way for me to further connect with other people and figure mm-hmm. out like, hey, is this somebody who? Like their morals and their ideas and and their personality, are they in line with mine? Or am, did I just get to meet the streamer face of them and can we part ways yeah. after that? I just came up while you were talking that whole time. I, uh, I came up with a great idea for you, Knackers, and I want to pitch this to you. What if you had another podcast? And this is not a meme. What if you had another podcast where you get tech experts? You surround yourself with two or three other tech people from TikToks or, or Twitch, wherever you want to find them from. And you guys go around Twitch... And what you do is you pull streamers in, right? And you say, or you can find them through the directory. If you can put a nice message in chat and just say, hey, you know, we have a podcast and we'd like to uh, have you on sometime. We just want to solve one problem for you. And what you guys do is you just float around Twitch. You find people that want to be on or you find people just through organic means. And you say, hey, come on our show. We're going to, we want you to come up with one subject right? One problem that you've been having as a streamer and we'll help you solve it right now, right? One technical problem. Is it a microphone issue? We'll go through it and we'll run through it with three experts live with you on stream. I think that would be pretty badass. I feel like I I like it, but it is also a little bit of like content hijacking where it's like, hey, yeah, I know you might be in the middle of something. Come be a part of my content. <laughs> yeah. So, so as long as I think as long as it's not like a Raj Patel thing where he's just pulling people from just chatting with Claw going into some girl's stream, fucking <laughs> with them and saying to come on our stream because we're a big deal. Right. I think as long as you don't do that and you respect the other people's space and what they're doing, maybe like you message them on Twitter and say, hey, you know, we're uh, we noticed that you're having some technical issues uh, with your mic. Would you like to come on and we'll help you solve the problem live on stream so you can, you know, hopefully we'll solve a problem for you because then that creates value for that streamer 
and potentially introduces them to you. And that would be a good like, what I'm basically illustrating is through this, and this is for anyone that's listening, you're creating an opportunity where you're creating additional value for other people instead of just being like, uh, hey, I want to hop on and, and play with you because I know you have a lot of viewers. You right. know what I mean? Right. Um, or something along those lines. Or you've been in the press recently, so I want to play with you. So I, you know. Um, but yeah, that would be that would be interesting. I'd watch that. Oh. Yeah, I should be a producer, man. Fuck it, dude. I'm out of here, <laughs> Stream doctors, man. Um, but yeah, that's what I thought. But I, I think it really goes back to, to like cap and my opinion on this whole thing. It really goes back to like having the right objective as someone that wants to produce content, knowing what you want, and then just trying to go after it. Like some people genuinely just want to share information and they create discords for it and they never see any success, which is unfortunate because you know how many other people are hustling to try to get viewership to grow, uh, you know, that number in the bottom right corner. Um, but yeah, just stay genuine, stay, stay yourself, and hopefully people start to appreciate the work you put out there. Look, I don't want to make it turn into this conversation like it's all about a number thing. I am eternally yeah. grateful for the fact that I have a, a much larger group of people that are watching me now on Twitch than I did a year ago, you know? Yeah. With that being said, I also know that there's no guarantee this is a thing that keeps going. I still have to keep trying to improve what I'm doing and make it better, and I am in the process of improving it. Uh, and I've hired some of the best in the business to help me uh, You're welcome. <clears throat> make some uh, improvements. Oh, I wasn't talking about you. Uh, as well. Get roasted. Get roasted, I mean, not currently. Man. I mean, I'm not currently <laughs> asking for your assistance. Uh, you're welcome he's for the talking, future. He's talking about me, man. I'm uh, listen. I mean, I'm but I mean, no. VFX artist, man. Uh, but I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's one of those questions. There's no there's no easy solution. I wish that there was an easy answer to give. Um, you know, at the at the end of the day, too, like you have to have the type of personality that just meshes with the people that come by your channel. Maybe, I mean, this probably happens to some people that have quit Twitch. Maybe they were really good. They just didn't get the right people coming by that could appreciate their content. And that happens too. Yeah. I feel fortunate that, you know, sometimes it's literally right place, right time. There is a little bit of luck involved for sure. Yeah. Um, where people have found, you know, my content that liked it. So whatever. Cool. Nice cocks. Nice, nice cocks, cocks, dude. Yeah. Nice I, cocks. I like that you illustrated that luck is a little bit of it because Luck doesn't keep people watching you. Luck is just a matter of getting found. Your mm -hmm. your expertise, your knowledge, your longevity, and your personality and the type of content that you produce is what is going to keep them around after the fact. I guarantee for every person that says, like, oh, well, you just got to get lucky, probably have had one, two, three, ten thousand person raids and yeah, had yeah. nobody stick around because right. nobody was interested. Um, yep. Yeah, the the luck of getting that big host or raid or being on that talk show is very much a factor, but that doesn't do shit for you once that luck runs out and you actually have to produce content that keeps people watching your channel over and over and over again. Yeah, and I think absolutely. I think a good point for Jimmy too is the not to speak for him, but like his content hasn't changed since he's had viewers. Like now he's right. you know he he'll average sometimes over a hundred viewers. And uh, the content's still the same, right? Like, that has zero effect on, like, what he's producing, which is, which is good. Yeah, it should be. It shouldn't. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why I don't keep the damn view count up when I stream. Because I don't want to. I My focus is doing 
what I can do to entertain the people I have in chat. And if chat's mm-hmm. going super fast, I do my best to just keep up. Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's all you can do. I can't. <laughs> it's hard, dude. It's hard. I never, ever even thought this was going to be something I would say because it's kind of a smug thing. There are times when I'm streaming where chat's going so fast, I can't, I can barely keep up. So I just kind of dr- yep. grab some shit here and there and just do my best. Getting to that point where, like, I have to start ignore like i have to not read every message i have yeah. to s- take 30 seconds and not look and there's going to be 10 messages that i'm not going to see and they're going to be gone they're going to be gone forever and you just have to you just have to fucking accept that yeah no, no uh, you know what i've been doing uh because like i now that i'm back to streaming i used to care a lot about view count even though i used to hide my view count it used to like everyone that streams cares about like how well they're doing. Mm. And I used to care a lot. Now, like retrospectively looking back, I realized that, yeah, I used to give a lot. Or I cared a lot. Uh, the past like a uh, handful of streams, like I was just playing NASCAR on stream a few, like a few days ago. And I didn't give a shit, but I also had, I had TTS in my ear so I could hear when everyone, anyone was chatting, but it's been nice, man. I feel like I'd, I'm like some old boomer that just doesn't give a fuck about anything anymore. Like my grass is overgrown. I'm just kind of chilling. And, uh, it's kind of nice. Like I just get to just sit and do what I want to do. Um, I so wish that I could remove the counter that shows me how many viewers I have when I raid somebody, because mm-hmm. then I would never see how many viewers I have ever. And that would be yeah. the best. Yeah. Cause those, those numbers mean literally nothing to me. Like there is right. no effect that those numbers have on my everyday life. Because I have a day job that pays my bills. Whether that number right. is five or fifty doesn't fucking matter. Um, but that's whatever. It's it's gonna be there. You can't you can't get away from it. One, numbers d- one day you're world. gonna go to Mixer and you'll be like shrouded and you'll you'll lose it anyway. So what's the point? You know. But we'll make millions. Yes. All right. We ready to go to my topics? Yeah. My topic. Yeah. Okay. So this is a little bit of a pivot in subjects. We don't really talk about esports too too much unless it's like the the Twitch rivals banning someone or some shit going on or some drama. Um, but uh, recently, uh, the Valorant scene's been blowing up. I had I took part in the um, uh, the First Strike series, producing that um, at the very beginning for Valorant. So for, I think it was the first ever Valorant uh, official production. I had part in that. Um, so I kind of keep uh, my eye on the community just a little bit. Somehow I kind of ingrained myself into Valorant. Not a ton, but, um, you know, I know a few people in the industry and I follow a few people just on Twitter. So what I saw recently was um, T1, which is a big uh, org um, in Asia, I believe. Uh, They're regularly, they're a big org in in, uh, League of Legends, but they've moved into Valorant. I think it's the second game that they've ever taken part in. Um, They've been doing pretty good, which is cool. uh, Good for them. But recently, uh, I saw some drama, and they've gotten a little bit of flack because they hired a an assistant coach uh, who was formerly a professional player who was found to have cheats um, playing with a cheating application. Yep. Because I know, I'm just going to go grab a drink because I know yeah, the yeah, story. Yeah, I'll be yeah. right back. Yeah, you go do your thing. So I'll illustrate the story. So basically, they hire an assistant coach. He was uh, formerly a pro in uh, PUBG and um, some other Pup, battle royale PUBG. game. PUBG. PUBG. Yes, PUBG. And pop, uh, pop, what, pop, what's, pop, hey, pop. what's what's the one uh, the one that's on uh, EA? What's the what's that battle royale that everyone plays? It's uh, like, a battle I can't even, no, 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 uh, 
fuck, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called. Whatever. Apex so Legends? Pro- Apex Legends. Yes, that's the game. So PUBG and Apex Legends. How the um, fuck did I know that you're a gamer, man. No, look at listen, that game's dead. I've never played it. It's whatever. So what, you're a lying sack of shit. I know you've played that game. I've literally never played Apex Legends in my life. Uh, I played PUBG. Okay. Though. Okay. Yeah. I've, I haven't played right. Apex. No, I wish pop, I had. But pop, PUBG. PUBG. So PUBG, uh, he was he was a pro in that game, uh, and he was found to have cheating applications, probably some sort of aim hacks on his computer, um, and he was he was banned from that on multiple events, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, multiple accounts. So now T1 has hired this person. How, can to be you a tell coach. me how long ago this was? Uh, a few years. A few years. Like two uh, years. Um, I believe that it was three years, but three based years. on oh. based on timing for PUBG when it was big, that's that would have been the timing the time frame. Okay. So. Person was uh, previously a uh, professional player who was found to have cheats, who was cheating, um, and they hired him to be an, a, a coach. Um, and, but to get to the story, ultimately, T1 came out and they had this video um, where they wanted to address this, right? Because they hired this person who was formerly found to have cheats, and they wanted to talk about how their character has developed and now that they're a, a reputable person in the industry and someone that they should hire as a coach. Um, right. And within this video, it was about five minutes long. They were talking about uh, all the, they, they address this in quotations with uh, by talking about um, the adversities that this person has faced, the, all the lost opportunities that this person has faced because right. they, they were found to be a cheater. Um, all of these potential negatives that had an effect on building this person's character, um, and and really this brings to light, you know, esports has had a history of cheating, um, right? In, in on on grand stages, uh, I buy power has cheated. There, there's a bunch of different brands and teams that have found success and been kicked out, but realistically just pulls away from the validity of the whole scene, like professional gaming in general. Um, and also esports in general, like uh, just hurts the scene, obviously. Right. Um, but I guess the subject we can, I, we can't really dive into the character of this particular person, but um, my question and kind of where this is all going is how long should someone, if someone's found <coughs> cheating in any industry, so Jimmy, you're obviously involved in sports uh, to, to a, a, you know, for several years, um, how long after someone's been found cheating should they have to serve a sentence before they should be allowed to come back and take part? Is their character always like, should we just have that person uh, ostracized and shove them out of the industry because they cheated other people out of opportunities? Or is it okay to allow someone that's cheated back to have another uh, um, opportunity in the space? This is another example of a question that that has way too much nuance to answer with a simple yeah response of of a time or you know it depends on what was the severity of the original cheating who who how did that how did you know was it something that affected somebody out of millions of dollars was it something that you know i mean i i know for a fact that we all go through things in life um Mm -hmm. and the truth is if you there's no such thing as a guarantee of a second chance Mm -hmm. the fact that this company uh, or this stream uh, the this competitive esports team is willing to stick their necks out for this guy says something to that nature. Yeah. So this might be one of those kind of situ- I don't I don't think there's a hard and fast rule. Obviously cheating is bad. Yeah. Um with that being said, do I think that everyone should just automatically be banned forever if they get caught cheating? Not necessarily. However, this is totally different. He's not a player anymore. He's a he's an assistant coach on an esports team teaching strategies and stuff. Is this guy going to get in and teach them how to cheat and do shit? I mean, that's I'm sure some people are saying. Who knows? Um, I don't know enough about this individual or 
enough to say whether this is a good idea or a bad idea, but I can mm. certainly understand the arguments on either side. This is one of those things that I think there's just too much nuance to where you can yep. really make, you could really just say without a doubt on one side or the next with a decision. I would have to know more, and I'm not asking. So for let me details. let me illustrate a, a scenario. So let's just say uh, you're you're a t- tennis is a one on one sort of uh, sport, right? Let's say someone is Man, found fuck tennis, dude. Fuck tennis. I hate tennis. But, but, Can we get pick a different sport. So, so I'm thinking of like head head to head sort of situation. No, badminton. Fuck badminton. <laughs> fuck you. What? Um, no ping pong. Ping pong. Yeah. Right. So ping pong. So lo- let's say that you're found to Yo, be fuck using you, knackers. PEDs, right? Or you're using a paddle that literally makes it so then every time that you someone hits the ball, your paddle goes directly to that paddle and you're able mm-hmm. to return that paddle. So regardless of how hard all of the other competition that's facing you has to try and they train and train and train and work, they can never defeat you because you're cheating. Should that person be allowed to continue to compete in the same space or to even have a uh, position in that space without like uh, i uh, i believe that every, everyone like you should not everyone but people deserve second chances and people can change but i think that in these spaces that are so small there are actually i'm now i'm uh, leading the jury i'm leading the jury i'm realizing what i'm doing um mm-hmm, okay let's just mm-hmm. say that guy's cheating he's using a paddle that's literally making it so his competition cannot beat him should that person be able to ever return to that scene after they've wronged the people that he's competing against I think, yes. I think, it, it depending again, it depends on the situation. Was somebody right. was this person just looking to get the competitive edge, or are we going to? Are we talking like, uh, you know, Lance Armstrong blood doping and denying it for years level of cheating sort of deal? You know what I mean? Like that's totally. Right. I mean, I, so I don't, let's, let's say Lance Armstrong's bike had a motor inside of it and he didn't have to try. He was just riding. So all of the other people that were training vigorously for to no, be able to obviously with that's him, no yeah. way. Then, yeah, okay. I, I don't know, man. This is I mean, this is a question that Difficult, is so yeah. loaded in so many areas. It's too it is yep. too nuanced for me to give you a definitive, definitive answer un- yeah. unless I, I knew the specific case. But then even yeah. when it comes down to it, isn't it all just subjective on the individual or the jury or the judge or whoever's looking in on it? I mean, isn't that yeah. what guilt is all about anyway, where we determine what a level? Because that's why we have juries. That's why we have a court system. So that way, you know, you have, you know, uh, a way to to do it. And like the guy should be counting his fucking lucky stars if they've if this, like I said, this esports team has put their necks out there to put this guy back on there. Yeah, they didn't have to do that. I mean, I don't think this is kind of unusual. In once you're, I mean, same thing in the sporting world. If you're if you're accused of cheating, that's it. It doesn't matter how great you were, you're done. I mean, look yeah. at Pete Rose. Of course, that was gambling and shit. But you know, but yeah, I mean, Pete Very Rose, funny. he ain't he ain't gonna be. He has nothing to do with baseball, despite being one of the greats. No. Yeah. All right, Knackers, your turn, brother. I gotta, I gotta get some beer, but I'm gonna be listening yeah, go on my it. phone, and I'm gonna leave you guys with um, this. Anal Aluba, dude, how how sad that Jimmy's anus doesn't automatically produce secretion. What a life! Yeah, they do. There's just some people that just don't. They just don't, man. They just don't secret. Yeah, they just don't secret. <clears throat> Up until around last year. 
Uh, I was of the mindset that if you got caught cheating in a video game, that you should never be allowed to compete again. Some of the outside things that I forgot about is that a lot of these kids who are competing are 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. And it's no secret that everybody makes mistakes, but teenagers make really stupid fucking mistakes. Like teenagers nut inside of other people without condoms with not even really thinking about it. Like definition of a life sentence. Logic said it best. Um what up, Kit? Cat? I almost said cunt. Hi, cat. Um This this is so tough because I understand that not everybody cheats to mm-hmm. win. To, not everybody cheats to be the best. Some people cheat to have fun. Some people cheat right. to troll. Some people cheat to get into uh tournaments that they would never normally be able to to get into so do i think that that context matters no however the good thing about cheating in a video game is it is really really easy to track if you already know that the person is cheating so personally lifetime probation of cheating and by by that i mean if you are competing in a tournament for money or prizes, you agree to have special monitoring or software that is tracking the computer that you are playing on. And whether that is your personal computer at home or just the computer at the tournament, I think that could be debated. But you have already shown that that is something that you are interested in. So like, if you're a drug addict and you are, uh, let's say you're a professional ball player, Nobody's going to put you at a hotel that is notorious for drug dealing, right? They're they're not going to put you in that position because you've already proven that you are weak-minded in that area. So I think that if you've been caught cheating, you have to agree Mm -hmm. that you're going to be under under heavy eyes, right? The benefit is that you get a second chance. You get to Mm -hmm. compete. It shouldn't just because you got caught doesn't mean that you should go right back to God damn it. The camera's focusing on the cat. I got to let you go, buddy. Um, It doesn't mean that you should be able to go back to being treated just like everybody else because you chose to make that decision, the decision to cheat. Um, So we've all been shitty people before we've all made mistakes Mm. and we have all been on the other side of, can I please get a second chance? I don't think that gaming is an exception to where you should be able to just never be able to compete again. Because Mm -hmm. I think in a time of weakness, you can absolutely make a stupid decision. And Mm -hmm. if you're willing to agree, you know, I'm sure players that get caught cheating, probably not on a league level, but I would Mm -hmm. assume that, like, I almost said Sammy Hagar. Sammy Sosa probably Mm -hmm. had some internal tests that happened a little bit more frequently than the tests that came from the league, right? There was probably an extra set of eyes. And if you're, if you're okay with doing something like that, I don't think that's the worst thing to ask of you. Um, Because now here's the other, the other uh, caveat. Not everybody who does drugs does drugs because they think they're fun and they think they're awesome. A lot of people who get addicted to drugs got fucked over and got a shitty hand at life. Right. Nobody who cheated at video games was like, oh man, uh oh. 
Jimmy's no. his computer's dead. Nobody who cheats at video games was like, oh man, my life growing up was really difficult. And yeah. you know, I just like I just had to do this just to make things better. Like cheating right, was right, a choice right. when it came right. to video games. Yeah, and, and that's where like you know, I, I completely agree with you there. Oh hey, he's got his face on. Love this guy. Um, hey, hey. So nice I, two cancer. Uh, yeah, you. beautiful two cans, man. It's a pelican. beautiful mustache. You have your two cans are gorgeous. Do they have nipples? <laughs> You're an idiot. That was a good one, though, right? <laughs> oh, there's no. there's two cans. Wait, they're having sex on his nipple. Oh, my God, they're fucking. Wait, can you pull that closer to the camera? Show us oh, your two uh, cans. No, two I'm, cans, not, man. I'm not going to. Um, so to go back to this, like I, I, I pitched this towards Jimmy, too, because I know that he's had experience in sports with um, with uh, middle cheating. school kids taking steroids and cheating. Yeah, of course. Uh, his whole team, I've heard. Um, but ultimately, like you made a really good point, Knackers. And I think that that's in sports, like cheating is going to happen regardless, right? People are going to try to find some sort of competitive edge in all things, right? Whenever you have like Formula One is notorious for teams finding ways to cheat, finding, you know, competitive edges, doing things, pushing the limits of what the rules say or twisting the words of the rules to try to exceed the boundaries of the what's capable. I think the difference here with gaming that um, you kind of alluded to is that there's a level of premeditation that doesn't exist in other facets of cheating, right? Um, when you're cheating in sports, okay, so uh, when you're cheating in sports, say you're Barry Bonds and you're firing up steroids in your veins, right? Barry Bonds. You still have to have some sort of level so it of... Sounded like B- Barry Bonds? Did hey, I, what did I say? Barry Bonds. Hey, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Okay, so, so right. let me finish my point, Jimmy. Um, okay. when, when you take steroids, there's still a level of... Um, there's still a level of ability that you have to have to be able to compete at that high level. Steroids are just allowing you to have a... It enables uh, extra ability out of your body, right? To build body mass and muscle. There's nothing in competitive sports that says... Now, when you swing your bat, you're going to hit a home run literally every single time you connect with the ball. You don't even have to try to connect with the ball. So in gaming, if you're using something like aim hacks or ESP where you can see through walls, the other the competition has literally zero chance of even competing at the same level. It's not even the same game. So at that point, it's it's not only just trying to find a competitive advantage, but it's creating an environment where literally you cannot lose, right? Well, where that's it's the your- question we're asking here. Like, I, I get I get what right. you're saying. And right. I'm not trying to. No, no, no. So, so the, there's. This is just my opinion on it. So, that's not a question at this point. This okay. is just what what I think. So, I think yes, everyone deserves a second chance. Um, but I think at the same time, you have to realize that it requires a certain level of character to cheat at a game in the first place. And that's not something that develops out of someone's system after they like choosing to cheat at a game is something that takes a certain type of person to do. I'd like to say a fucking piece of shit. Um, but it's also someone that's not willing to put the time and effort in to become as good as the other people on the field. So I don't know about this particular individual. I'm not going to mention the names or anything along those lines because I don't know this particular circumstance. But I think that when you've stepped into the realm of cheating, you realize um, you accept the outcome of if pe- of what's going to happen if people realize that you're cheating. They're going to realize you're, you're not. You, there's no the there's no guarantee of a second chance in anything. Right. So. In my opinion, it's wrong. Uh, would it be? Is it nice? Do people get a second chance for stuff? Mm-hmm. Sure. 
if I was the head of this esports organization, would I have made this decision? Probably right. not. Probably so, not. So to, to to kind of cap end this, I think that um, him moving into a into a position of of being a coach is great because I think as they illustrated T one illustrated in this video. Um, in in kind of an awkward way, which is another discussion, but they illustrated that he lost all of the opportunities of becoming a professional player in any other game, even even though he had transitioned from PUBG to Apex to other games, wanting to compete in Valorant, then realizing uh, coaching was a better direction. I think that you shouldn't, if you choose to cheat at a professional level and cheat other people out of their opportunity to to be professional players, because there's other people that are affected down the line um, that are losing to this person and seeding. Um, I think that you should lose your opportunity to then compete in the future. Unless you, like, uh, I think Jimmy, you mentioned, or Knackers mentioned, uh, it was you, Knackers. You should have to uh, submit to another level of scrutiny, uh, acknowledging that you did cheat and that you have to, like, pe- people are going to track whether or not you're going to cheat in the future. Because um, that's our drug test. That is, yeah, that is the, the only test. way yeah. that we can verify like you've got Barry Boons, you got fucking steroids Boons. in your veins, bud. We're gonna put you fucking through the thing, man. You're gonna have to stick a fucking needle in your vein, pull out some blood, and we're checking that shit. Um, to your to your point, Bishop, super quick, yep. because it's not like, and I keep comparing this to drugs, but mm-hmm. it's not like somebody handed you a joint and said, "Hey, this is Try called this PCP. It's mm-hmm. sweet. Have some." Or, "Hey, this is crack. It's pretty cool." Here, it's. Yeah. Hey, it's it's not like some kid said, hey, man, you should try out this hack. It's cheating. It allows you to win more games and it allows you. Mm-hmm. And then there, and then some dummy was like, oh, my God, what is cheating? Sure, I'll install this on my yeah, computer. Whoa, it's an application that runs in the background. Just don't tell anyone about it. Yeah, no there's yeah. none of that because you're not playing games without knowing what cheating is unless you're right, fucking right. nine. Uh, you I don't want to make this sound like I don't. I think the the question that was asked was basically like, you know, should this have happened? I mean, should this guy have have a second chance? Is that is that the base of the question? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He was lucky too. I mean, I, like I said, knowing uh, what I know about the situation now, I likely would have said, "Sorry, dude. I probably mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to deal with with that. You probably need yeah. to be looking for a job in a different career field." It's kind of like one of those things. It's a nuclear option. If you choose to cheat mm-hmm. in a competitive sports field or a competitive anything, mm-hmm. it's the nuclear option because if you get caught, you're done. That's you it. Know what the, you know what the outcome is. That's be. the outcome. Right. So there's no guarantee. The point I was making was I don't mm-hmm. think sh- like cheaters necessarily uh, should be shot and killed. <laughs> no. You know, I mean, but well. you know, but it's at the same time, if you cheat, Whatever you cheated in, you can no longer be a part of right. that right. field. You know, and, and I think maybe you go fair, on to be something great at something else. I, uh, I think but to be it's fair not going to be well, that field, Jimmy. It, to just to add a little bit more context, that's exactly what's happened. This guy is no longer competing. He tried to compete in other games. He's no longer mm-hmm. competing uh, to any extent um, in in professional gaming. Now he's coaching. Right. Um, obviously, esports is a small community. It's a small place so he's always going to have that stain on his shoulders i think that there should always like this is the first time that it was publicly addressed and it was through this org and uh they didn't even acknowledge that there's a bunch of people that were hurt by losing out on you know opportunity based on that right right um so i think i think to be fair that did happen like this person didn't receive a second chance he's receiving a alternative chance in uh 
in in gaming in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the the you know, and I, I urge anyone that um, is listening to go and check out the videos just on uh, T1's um, uh, Twitter account. But it's interesting because while they're running through these, they're they're acknowledging um, what happened, but they're making it seem like it was like this big traumatic life event that this person went through and that they're a victim of like the fact that he chose to download an application and cheat against other pro players. Um, it's like gaslighting. Yeah, it's like, it, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I I was the one who did something wrong, but like, but all of the shit that I went I, through, I grew, I grew from not being able to. I cheated and and hit fifty home runs, and my name's Barry Bonds. But because I cheated, it made me a better baseball player. <laughs> you know, it's like it, you went through the adversity of getting shit on, which you knew was the result of what your actions going into this. Like, no one cheats and says, "Hey." People are going to fucking love me, man. Like, guys are going to love me. People cheat just to piss people off. Like, yeah. play Battlefield. That's a perfect example. Oh. Um, but with this, with this particular... Like, sit and watch this. My my opinion on it is that T1 was sitting there saying, hey, like, uh, we hired this cheater. Uh, we realize people are still pissed off at this person, but this person's character has changed a lot. And he's grown, which is totally up to them to decide, right? But I think um, what would be more appropriate is if... T1 acknowledged the damage that he did to the other other spaces in the industry um, by cheating, right? Like the people that were affected, the other players that were trying to compete at the same level, the people that literally had zero chance of defeating this person on a on a large scale, right? Um, or on, on any scale. Um, so that's that was what my I think there was a better approach, and this is kind of a different discussion of whether or not, whether or not he should be in the industry. I think I think he's he should be a coach. He's assistant coach, great. He's not competing as long as he's not. Uh, controlling a mouse and a keyboard with application on the back end to help him beat the other teams, I think that's fine. Maybe he learned something on the back end when he was looking at how teams are rotating because he can see them through the wall. He knows a thing or two about how players play now. Um, so maybe he can turn that into some sort of coaching, um, you, know, you know, use that as information for his, for his players. So your but issue think, was yeah. T1's approach of you should feel bad for this person because of what he went through instead yeah, of okay saying, hey, he's here now. Yeah. We hired a cheater, but we yeah. believe that he's a good person and can bring value. Ex- exactly. That's okay. that's exactly my position um, on this whole thing. I don't like I had the question because it was an interesting topic related to like whether or not cheaters should allow or be allowed to compete. Not necessarily. I know we've mentioned this specific instance with this individual plenty of times now, um, or that's like the main source of this topic. But um, where I was pitching that piece of the subject was towards just should people be able to get a second chance in the industry after they've cheated, which I think we've all come to the to a relatively similar conclusion. But now I've pivoted to also talking about how this whole thing kind of unraveled and now T1's getting flack for it because they're positioning it as if this person's a victim um, because he's lost opportunities in the space based on his cheating and he's had to grow, um, which... In my opinion, they could have approached it um, a little bit better. Other than the only sport that I can think of, professional mm-hmm. sport, and I think that's a whole other conversation, is like when we think about professional gamers, like what other sport mm-hmm. takes in people at 12 or 13 or 14, right? They go through high yeah. school, they go through college, and then they're a professional. And we've got kids in fucking middle school that have become professionals. Um, right. What sport, other than... MMA, can you get caught cheating and continue to compete? Because you've got MMA dudes that get caught with steroids 
And then mm-hmm. they just go back to just not using steroids and then are still able to compete. Does that exist in any other sport where you're not just so, like completely so written off? I'll set this up for Jimmy because I know Jimmy knows a lot more about sports than I do. You know, uh, the spats. He's, he's, he's no sports. He's much manlier than I, ha- than I am. He plays with his mustache. Great guy. Okay. Two cans. Um, I think the biggest difference is that in gaming, when you cheat, like um, there's a different varying level of cheating when it comes to gaming. Like, obviously, you can cheat by having a faster computer. You can cheat by taking Adderall. You can <laughs> cheat by taking actual PEDs. You can, there's, there's plenty of things you can do. You can, uh, uh, th- that are outside of the game itself. But when it comes to this, this particular instance or within gaming, when people are using legitimate like ESP or aim hack, they're literally making it so the game is not the same game. Like, they're not playing by the same set of rules where when it's compared to sports, the only thing that I could imagine would be something like Formula One, where a team develops a piece of technology that is hidden, where it gives them an extra 50 horsepower on the back straightaway or 100 horsepower. So when they're racing for money against a team that's following the same rules on the straightaway, they're going 25 miles an hour faster and passing them, making it literally impossible for that other team to beat them. Um, where I think when you look at sports, like anyone that's taken performance enhancing drugs like Lance Armstrong or you know, Barry Bonds or whoever the hell you want to mention, um, they still have to compete, right? Like their body is doing something at a, like at an enhanced level, but they still have to be good at, like Lance Armstrong was great at riding bikes. Barry Bonds was great at baseball. But the physical capacity of what they were doing is where they cheated instead of them being like, hey, um, instead of me swinging uh, a bat, I just want you to give me... uh, I want to get to third base literally every single time. As soon as I get up to bat, I know for a fact I'm going to third base. No one's or I'm I'm doing a home run literally every single time I touch the home base. I think that's the biggest difference. Where in sports, there's varying levels. Like John Jones, who was found to have uh, PEDs, right, from a supplement company. Um, it's it's different because there's so much um, ambiguity. I think that's the term of what what he did. There's so much unknown, right, of of what he was going through, what his personal training trainer was telling him to do, what he was eating, all the different things he was ingesting over the time of his training camp, that it's hard to determine the specific thing that led to, you know, they they were able to figure out it was from one of his supplements. But there's enough um, doubt to be like, oh, well, you don't know if that guy's actual cheating. It's not like John's Bones Jones was like, I'm going to download a specific application that's going to make me 10 times stronger than all men. So I literally can't get knocked out. Yeah, cheating doesn't mean that you are incapable of competing at that level. Yeah. Jimmy, thoughts? Do you take performance-enhancing uh, streaming drugs, Jimmy? Yeah, yes, he does. Old beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't really know if I know that. Like in in baseball, if you get caught with cork bats or pine mm-hmm. tar on your hand or performance-enhancing drugs, like you're. You're going to get suspended, and then if it's a repeat thing, it happens. And then if it becomes a habit, you just get banned. So, like, that's basically how it works in sports. It's kind of like three strikes, you're out in a lot of sort of situations. And the the severity of the crime matches. And and I think that's how it should go in esports. The severity of the cheating should match what the punishment is. In most cases, it should be a ban from, from competition. I think that should be the bottom line. So... Um, that's all I really have else to say on the subject. I don't, I can't really get more into nuance without getting into hypothetical situations. Um, so yeah, that's all I got as a final kind of more general question. 
Why do either of you think that that a com- being a competitive gamer is such like it's like one strike you're out kind of deal with with gaming compared to other methods of cheating, right? Because like when you think of somebody mm-hmm. like when you see a YouTube video of like ten streamers who were caught cheating, it's like oh. Yeah. They're a piece of shit. They should never compete again. They should never be able to play video games. But in like in other aspects of life, somebody steals money from the till. You know, somebody takes a PED. It's it's like, oh, well, well, maybe they can still, you know, because it's it's not as simple as black and white. It's all it's all gradients. It's all based. And also money is a factor, too. Mm You've got to look at, too. You got to think of these major league uh, players. They're an investment by the owners of the teams that have paid for them. Mm. They got caught cheating too. You got to think that's a millions of dollars worth of investment. They're trying to make sure that they get good on their investments. So there's there's more to it than just one party when we're talking yeah. about major league sports and and those types of things. Whereas in in the streaming or esports world, you're just talking about maybe that competitor and their esports team. You know, so. Yeah not nearly the same thing there's not as much of a risk involved but i I think it goes back to my previous just what i was just saying with the very they're like the varied levels of cheating right like in sports there's it it isn't black and white like jimmy said but in gaming there's there's probably a lot more cheating that we don't know about like people using aim assist or like the chrono zen on their controller to to be able to hit shots more regularly that's more in that gray area where like if you're using an application that gives you esp or aim hacks that's a complete like you're fully in the white now, right? Like it's clear it's that not you're the cheating. Same, it's not the same yeah. thing. It's the only yeah, thing that makes esports yeah. and sports the same thing is that it's a competitive game yeah. that you're playing. They're yeah. not the same type of things that you're doing. So I, I just don't. I'm not saying that this this doesn't have merit. This question. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. I don't know how if we can really answer they're, any further than we've already have. Yeah, there's they're um they're different in the varying levels, but I think Knackers, you, you mentioned that um. And we can we can have this uh, on this subject, but you, you mentioned that like uh, there's a lot of people that get found to be cheating or streamers or that are, that were caught cheating. Um, those are the examples of people that were like definitely using like applications that are third party to change the rules of the game. Right. Th- there are so many events of people finding competitive advantages within games, whether it's selecting servers. There, there's so much right that you can do to find competitive advantage that those things aren't like an immediate. Hey, you're dead to us. You're out right. of the industry. Um, but I think in east or in in esports, I think when someone chooses to download like that, it it is clear that your objective is to cheat and to make, like borderline hack the game, right? Um, you're making a decision at that point that is clear in that you just want to beat other players and win, in that you there's no opportunity for other people to win. Like Barry Bonds when he's cheating, there's a you know there's a chance that he could still lose. Where when someone's cheating using aim hacks they they literally cannot lose right um if used correctly you actually that's actually a really good point that i forgot of it made me think of a time where there was a team of h1z1 players that were using a helmet it was either a helmet or a helmet skin in game that gave you like Mm. a durability perk over Mm. other people and that's like that's such like a mild like obscure way to get an edge like on the surface level, but when you actually get into the competitive nature, a one tap headshot compared to a two tap headshot is yeah, fucking yeah. massive. Huge, that is yeah, yeah. totally different. Um, and that's actually when, when we were, we've been talking about cheating this whole time, totally forgot kind of like that yeah. aspect of cheating. Yeah, like people find, like look at uh, 
platformers, like people that are speedrunning games, they'll find little skips, but those are parts of the games. Like what makes the game up? Yeah, it's it's not officially. You're well, not and they have certain the, rules for certain yeah. runs, whether you can use exactly skips or not. So exactly. So that, totally that's different. kind of the uh, yeah, it, totally it's different, completely different. Where like if you have a script that's running that teleports Mario from the beginning to the end of the match, uh, that's not a part of the game or like the the level, then that's when it's a clear. Right, clearly cheated. Oh, Jimmy so. knows about that. Yeah, yeah. With Battletoads, you cheated, right? All, all of them, you dude. Kid. Yeah. Teleported. Mm, 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 yeah, mm. yeah. He has. I got uh, the video evidence to prove I didn't, so y'all can uh, see I it. saw him actually cheating in Roblox. He hired uh, a guy on Fiverr to boost him through the tower defense level. Dude, I heard that. You, uh, <laughs> somehow had the same exact last name as yeah. Jimmy, too. He looked, they even the looked alike. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Strange. He was on our last podcast. Strange. Strange, I know. <laughs> Getting into the Q&A part of the podcast, fantastic cop, uh, topics of conversation tonight, Absolutely. by the way. Topics. Yeah. Oh, First, hey, before we move, can I tell you what my drink is? Casey sent me a message. It's shit. a mango it's too late. heart no, wheat we ale don't care now. fresh OJ and lemon. Like, sorry, go ahead. Can Thank you, say you it again? Casey. Thank you, Casey. Thank you. Uh, mango cart wheat ale with fresh OJ and lemon. Okay. It's fucking cooked, man. The, uh, the personalized message after the drink ingredients? Uh, an Amazon link. I bought this. Must try. Damn. Oh, it's ice cream. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no special message. All right, wow. fine. Fuck. First question from Master Sly. Anyone played Diablo 2 or checked out the remaster? Never played I, a Diablo I game. I haven't either. I don't know what it is. I love Blizzard games to death. Um, been playing them for decades. Isn't uh, it an RTS? Um... Mm-mm. Not really, no. Not. It's, oh. I think it's like a. It's like an RPG, but top down, like or uh, two quarters. Oh. Now I can't remember what they call it. Um, it's like uh, Ultima, or yeah. I never played those shits either. But yeah, I'd, I saw the remake. It looks nice, man. I didn't play Ultima either, but I played WoW, so I'm kind of a degen. I didn't I play, play WoW and play Ultima. Mm. Is he even <sighs> a gamer? This is why we have him here. He's here to talk about sports, man. True, He's our sports guy. I beat Battletoads. <laughs> I beat the first True. three levels of Battletoads. <laughs> <laughs> all right next question from girthy any pro tips on streaming to an empty room particularly when using content to drive viewership get good at your inner monologue that's always something you can in- improve on when you're streaming to low viewership and mm-hmm. it's something that you can even when you're not streaming to low viewership there are times when i'm streaming where i just literally am focused on something that's going on in the game i'm gonna i'm gonna dialogue what's happening you have to do that if if all your stream is is you responding to what's going on in chat, mm-hmm. that's no one's going to care about watching your stream. I don't think you know you have to respond to stuff that's going on in game too. So if no one's going on in chat, then you all in on what's going on with your own monologue. That's a that's a great thing to work on. Responding to what's in chat is the instant gratification dopamine hit that you get from streaming. Creating something where you are able to carry your own monologue and create content on your own, that's like the meditation mm-hmm. result of like the long-term result of being a great content creator. Anybody can sit and react to what's going on in chat. And we've all been, we're all guilty. Like sometimes you just sit there and you just read chat for like mm-hmm. hours and talk. Um, but the, the true art comes into being able to transcend that. And, you know, Twitch live Twitch is chat interaction, but what you do with the chat interaction after the fact, like after the 
just reading it is is what is going to set you apart. Um, yeah. My my response to this, and it it is so cliche, and it is so like not giving you a direct answer, but you have to figure out a way that when somebody loads up twitch.tv slash following, bless you. God bless you. You have to you have to figure out a way to convince that person to click on you rather than click on somebody else. What yeah. are you delivering to them? Again, this is within the context of conversation of do you want to grow a community on Twitch? Do you want to stream or do you want to be a streamer? Because if you want to stream, you can do whatever the fuck you want. But if you want to yep. be a streamer, you have to figure out, okay, what is unique about me or my stream that when somebody's looking at their following list, they're going to go, oh, shit, Girthy is live. I need to click on him because of X. Because the amount of people that just click on you because you're live is heavily mm-hmm. going to be out, outweighed by the people that click on you for a, a, a certain reason, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, the best advice I can give is, especially if you're starting out, is literally go back like while you're working or whatever and have your stream up and sit and listen to it. And you're going to hate it. It's going to fucking suck. Um, most cases, it's going to suck. But there's little cherry moments in there that you're going to appreciate. And you can understand how the flow of your stream needs to be. So you, then you can make that correction uh, for when you're live, right? Because if you're working on your inner monologue, there's going to be times that, for instance, you're going to have to work on you know, filling time. Like, what do you have to like elaborate on that you're experiencing the game that you need to vocalize so then the the listener can actually understand what you're attempting to do. So for instance, if Jimmy's playing XCOM, he might be wanting to talk about the strategy that he's outlining before he goes through with it instead of just sitting there and looking at his screen going, hmm, okay, let me select Bishop and kill him again for the 30th time. Put his plaque up in the, in the, uh, the ship's uh, bar. Okay, let me kill him. Um, so yeah, just working on understanding what you're doing with your voice or like your inner monologue and being able to create like a compelling somewhat compelling thing for people to listen to um i I did this recently with a nascar stream i was sitting and listening to myself going god damn it get out of my way brother get it and and i talked too much almost so i think um it all comes down to understanding how you're filling that time and creating something that people can sit and listen to or that you could sit and listen to because if you don't want to sit there and listen to it um it's very unlikely that you should be um hoping other people sit there and listen to it Mm -hmm. um it's a loaded question and we we could nuance deep fucking dive (laughs) into another nuanced question the only reason i can unnuance it is because i know that girthy is new to it don't Mm -hmm. worry about anything dude just just keep doing it having fun um Mm -hmm. and the rest of the stuff will fall into place eventually don't stress too hard uh, last one, question man. is not necessarily a question, but a statement from Squirt Kensington. Not a question, mm. but David Sampson, uh, also known as mm. Sampsonite, former president of the Marlins, has said that when a player gets traded, one of the questions they ask is, do they use PEDs so the team knows that there might be a risk once the trade is complete? Interesting. So I guarantee that's a conversation within these sports organizations as well. Like, hey, how Did strong you? is this dude's seed or what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did men? <laughs> All no. right, motherfuckers. Well, with that said, it's there time it to spend 30 minutes talking about Jimmy's two cans. Uh, 
Um, that is the end of the podcast. Thank you guys all so very much for coming through, hanging out with all of us. It was a blast as always. Thankfully for all of you, because we skipped last week because of some fucking pagan holiday, we're actually going to be back again in what? seven days for another episode of Crocs and Hot Pockets, number 146, with both of these dudes. And um, hopefully we'll have some non-drama frog content to discuss Hell as well. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, you know, every once in a while, every once in a while, it's cool to like not talk about anything substantial and then yeah. just like talk about what like what's like the drama mm-hmm. shit that's in the world lately um and, and it's been fun so for everybody in chat listening in the future we love you thank you so much we're gonna go around the room have everybody introduce themselves mods please don't use the guest command in chat i didn't update it if you want to follow these guys on social media just click on their names and check out their nudes all right so bishop gp who are you and where can we find him online Hey, man, my name is Bishop GP, as Knackers mentioned. You can find me at Bishop was here on Twitter or on uh, uh, Twitch at Bishop GP. Uh, I've been streaming a little bit. I might stream a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know, fire that bad boy up. Maybe play a little bit of NASCAR. If you have any recommendations, actually shoot me uh, at me on Twitter. I want to know what company you would add that's a total piece of shit. Um, like Robin Hood. Add it to the side of the car. Because I want to create like uh, NASCARs while they go through the season. They swap liveries because um, some sponsors don't give a shit about some races. Um, so I want to have different liveries for different uh, tracks. And they all have to be like Blockbuster, Robin Hood, garbage companies. LimeWire. So. Oh! Oh! Dude, Vema. I think v- Verma. Is that what you said, uh, Jimmy? The Vema or Verma? Vema? Uh, Vima. Is that what it's called? Zima. 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 Vima is the MLM energy yeah. drink company. Yeah. What is Zima? No, Zima is like an old alcoholic beverage they used to sell in the 90s. For Zoomers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Perfect. It's perfect. Uh, my name is Jimmy, aka Middle Age Dream. You can find me on Twitch uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturdays uh, around 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, I'll be playing NES Batman again on Tuesday. I don't know how long. This will be like my third or fourth fourth day, I think, on this game. It's fucking hard, man. Uh, but I'm trying to beat that. And then on the weekends is where we we have a little more variety. But uh, yeah, with my son. But uh, it's gonna be a full week. It's almost summertime, boy. Summertime. Getting jiggy with it, Jimmy. I I heard through the grapevine that every other Sunday you have been on a podcast. Can you tell us at all about that? It's his favorite one. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? He does not realize I'm talking about the Crocs and Hot Pockets. Everybody, thank oh. you so much for coming out to the podcast tonight. It is awesome <laughs> hanging out with all of you and audio listeners in the future. You're dope, too. And no matter what you say, you're fucking gorgeous. Thank you guys for chilling with us. And we will see you guys in seven days for the next episode of Crocs and Hot Pockets. Good night, everybody. Ah! I didn't know how to advertise the podcast that we were already on on the podcast. <laughs> I wow. literally podcast. threw you an underhanded softball. And you didn't bury Burns it out. You should have fucking bat. You weren't even holding much. a bat. I know. Should have had Amax, man. Uh, Dude, you should have cheated. Should have cheated. Should have. Should have cheated, should've. man. All right, let's all should've. make a super, super loud, obnoxious noise, and then I'm going to cut the podcast, all right? Cool. Three, two, one. Ah! Yeah.